there, bigots. Look at all you Euro bigots. It's the middle of the day for me. It's the evening for all you, all you European bigots. Your, uh, your fearless leader, Greta, checking in there. If we can save the banks, we can save the world. Then I, why is everyone clapping? Why, why do they clap for if we can save the banks, we can save the world? It's, it's amazing like the, what different messages people will get from simple sayings like that. And little Greta, little 16-year-old human shield Greta, she doesn't even know what she's being used for. She has no idea that, she, uh, that she's being sold out, that her childhood was actually robbed from her. Yes, Greta, your childhood was stolen from you. And guess who sold it? Your parents. Your abusive parents who sprung you out there in front of the media to become a human shield for a transnational corporate banking agenda for resource consolidation and for the destruction of the poor. Right? For the consolidation of resources on behalf of people like Prince Philip. <laughs> Just blindfolded them. <laughs> they, were, they were all lining up. They have some. Oh, they, well, if, how did you? How did you get them to to submit to the operation? Well, Lord, I told them. <laughs> some of them didn't want to be seen at being given a vasectomy, so I just, I just, we just blindfolded them. <laughs> right for for Klaus Schwab, for Klaus Schwab, the son of a literal Nazi who was crossing the border in between Switzerland and Germany during the war. You did have your childhood stolen. It was stolen by your parents. It was stolen by your aristocratic parents, by the World Economic Forum, by 350.org, Naomi Klein, and by all these people that handled you and used you, your childhood was stolen. And it's sad. It's really sad. Oh, little Greta, if you could save the banks, you could save the world. And isn't this crazy? Isn't it, you know, was it two years later, three years later? How long has Greta been around now? I think it was two years, right? 2017 or 2018, she came out. And we said from the beginning, we said from the beginning that poor little Greta was being used as a human shield. Right, that video that we just uh, played as an introduction. Isn't it amazing that it has laid out exactly what we've seen happen since the beginning of 2020? Here we are, 2021. Right, two weeks to flatten the curve. Turned into, oh, this has got to be a new normal. Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, talking about their great reset. We need an economic reset. Prince Charles, it was Prince Charles. We, was, we, need a, we need an economic reset. Yes, we need to, uh, the planet is dying and we need to take all the resources for an economic reset. Right? And, and they use this language to try and, uh, and pander to the dummy Marxists. Like these Marxists, none of these Marxists are dumb enough to believe. Well, I mean, some of them are. <laughs> but most of them, don't believe that you know Prince Charles, the World Economic Forum, are going to save them. The people who are like real hardcore lefties, yeah. But these dummies that are kind of on the uh, the neoliberal left, they they buy it all up. They buy it all up. We're going to build back better. 
Yes, yes, we just need to, uh, to rework capitalism, build back better. Joe Biden's campaign website was buildbackbetter.com. The calling card of the uh, international gangsters at Davos, Build Back Better. All right, the Great Reset book, Klaus Schwab and Thierry Malheureux. The Great Reset, we've been talking about this book. You want to understand where this is going and why they don't ever plan on easing up on restrictions or the terror campaign. Then read that book. Read COVID-19, The Great Reset, Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab, we need an economic reset. We need to have an economic reset. We must build back better. They want a centrally planned global economy. And guess who else are the useful idiots of this, who we've been calling out for years? These dumbed-down, narcissistic, vegangelicals. And that's who we're talking about today. We're talking about the vegans. The coward, hypocrite, slacktivist, virtual reality-dwelling vegans. The virtual reality, the VR troopers. <laughs> Remember that show? We are VR troopers. Virtual reality troopers. These, this, this generation has been groomed for this since they were children. Or since we were little kids. We were groomed to be used as the useful idiots to be discarded at the end of this so-called fourth industrial revolution. Right? The, uh, the original revolutionary being Lucifer. Revolution is a Luciferian ideology. It's a Luciferian. It's become an institution in the West. Revolution is inherently Luciferian at its very core. Which is why it always ends up, it always ends up resulting in a tyrant, a secular despot reorganizing after the, the, uh, the burning down of everything phase of the revolution. Yeah. So what we're seeing now with the Great Reset, what we're seeing now with these vegan activists, what we're seeing now with Bill Gates buying up all the farmland, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning of what these people have planned. So we need to understand what is coming. We need to be building up real communities. We need to be building up our ability to tap into local resources because these people are trying to cut us off from resources in the name of saving us, right? In the name of, in the name of, in the name of saving grandma, we're going to lock grandma up, isolate grandma, give her experimental mRNA, happy, healthy medicine stabs, And we need to essentially kill grandma to save grandma, right? Bill Gates, who's always been, who's, uh, who's been making the case for killing granny for years, right? With a, or that's called the death panel. Uh, should we, we don't like, we don't really know if we should really, uh, should we really spend that extra $100,000 extending the life of somebody or should we pay teachers? That's called the death panel and we're not supposed to talk about that. We're not supposed to talk about that. So, but, but we're supposed to believe that Bill Gates wants to save Granny. Bill Gates who says, I want to depopulate. There are too many people. 
We're supposed to believe that he wants to save us, right? He wants to, on one hand, he's saying, we need to decrease the population of the third world, especially Africa. The biggest problem in the world is African population is growing. And on the other hand, I'm going to save the Africans by giving them vaccinations. Excuse me, you, should, you can't even use certain words. I want to save them by giving them reproductive health services and quality medical care shots, <laughs> you know? So, oh, oh, we're supposed to believe this. We're supposed to believe this. All right, these people are crazy. These people are crazy. I'll tell you what. Uh, we, got, we got some other crazy bigots in the chat right now. Today, we're doing open lines, open debate. We're talking about these vegans. I'm making the case that these vegan, the vegangelicals, the vegan whacktivists are cowards, are hypocrites. And a virtual reality dwelling slacktivist. We're going to talk about, uh, specifically about Joey Carbstrong, Earthland Ed, and James Ashby. We're going to talk about all of the, uh, the, the top three vegan street activists who just happen to never really debate anybody who's prepared, anybody who actually knows that they're going to debate them. They, they, never, they only debate unsuspecting herbs on the street, right, so that they can clip it up. So they can get their sound bites, so they can get their little clips. They call themselves activists, but none of these people actually accept debates. Right? Joey Carbstrong, the most sensitive activist out there. We love you, Joey. You're so sensitive, though. You're so sensitive. Right? I called him out for a debate years ago. Dude whined and bitched at me in a DM and then blocked me. So, Earthling Ed. Been called out many times on this channel, on many other channels. Never engages with anybody except for the unsuspected herbs in the street, dumb drunk bitches in the street, or cherry picks morons in the street to make them look stupid. But they never accept debates with me. They never accept debates with people who actually wish to debate. So what's up with that? What's up with that? All right. We'll see what's up. Uh, we're going to talk about James Aspie. Allegedly, he says he will debate me later this year. Later this year. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about why these people are cowards, slacktivists. And uh, first of all, i got a couple super chats to read over here. i got some super chats from the bigots. Super chats from the bigots. First of all, we had... Uh, where'd it go? We had Melissa. Let me see if the alerts are working. I feel 10 feet tall right now. There we go. There we go. Melissa DeCorsi donated 10 bucks through Streamlabs. You guys remember, I appreciate the support you do from YouTube. It's great that you guys do some, uh, you guys do them YouTube's uh, super chats, but the best way to support the stream is via Streamlabs. This is the way to support if you enjoy the streams. Thank you for supporting. Uh, you guys got to share these videos. They, it doesn't matter if I share them on my page. My page gets zero reach now. It doesn't matter if you subscribe to my channel. There's a 90% chance you're never going to see my videos recommended on your homepage. You'll see channels you never watched. right? You see, you'll see MSNBC, Fox News, even though you never watched those. But you're probably not going to see my channel there. So if you want to get notified, go to my website. Check the link down below. Um, where is it? There's a Get Immediate Access. Where is it? Oh, I, thought, I thought there was a link about getting notified. I gotta ask Jessica which link. I'm sorry, screwed it up already. Best way to get notified though, follow follow us on Instagram and Twitter. 
you will see my tweets and you go to my Instagram stories. When these are going down, I always put it up in Instagram stories. Or you can become a member of our website. It's a link down below as well and get in our weekly coaching calls. But the best way to support, share the videos, right? Share these videos on your other social medias, maybe even just on your YouTube page. doesn't matter what we do. The YouTube algorithm, we've been naughty. We have been naughty and we can't get back in that algorithm. So we need you guys to share these. Or follow us on the other social medias so that you can get these notifications. Yeah, And if you do like the streams, please support. Please support via the Streamlabs. These are 100% user supported. Demonetized by YouTube. Almost every video demonetized by YouTube. So what I started doing, I actually started not even... What I do now is I, uh, I don't even monetize the videos. Maybe that'll help. Maybe that'll help YouTube to maybe share them. I don't know. We'll see what's up. So thank you guys for supporting. We got Melissa DeCourcy says, thank you for making me laugh. And she threw that out there. That was like six hours ago. She, she must have been watching the last stream from last night. Thank you very much, Melissa. Uh, Diamond Tuesday. What's up, Diamond Tuesday? Let's see. Diamond Tuesday donated five pounds. Diamond Tuesday. Five pounds. We got, we got an essential. Man, we got an essential over there donating... Donating five pounds to this non-essential. I am a soy boy because I love soy. Thank you very much, Diamond Tuesday. says, thank you for streaming earlier for us European bigots. Please accept some EU free money. <laughs> I work in a shop and a uh, customer told me that leaving the EU made the UK a third world country. Wow, okay. I also work with BBC and Guardian reading lefties. Send help. <laughs> yeah, hey, Diamond Tuesday. I know you've been around for a little bit. I, I, I've seen your name in the chat. I appreciate the support. Um, yeah, leaving the EU makes you a third world country. You know what? My third world country, third world country I've lived in for 10 years, is about 100 times freer than the United States. <laughs> I, have, I have never considered going back. So uh, consider, it, consider it a compliment to be, uh, to be uh, called a third world country by the criminal... Um, EU, the European Union, which was was actually was actually the uh, the love child, the dream of the former Nazi Party. Yeah, they, they loved the idea of a European Union. So thank you very much for that. John Connor donated five bucks through Streamlabs. Says I could have donated this to the homeless guy sleeping outside my beach house. Instead, I decided to donate to a bigot, fascist, racist, sexist, misogynistic, narcissistic, anti-climate tyrant. My goodness. My goodness. You're not talking about me, are you? <laughs> All right. Cool. <laughs> That's racism, man. I love to racism, bro. Well, we got exposed and powerful lies live streams. Almost forgot your last name. Uh, thank you very much. Exposing powerful lies. One of my mods. One of my mods who I, I had to I put him on time. I was complaining about. He was complaining too much in the stream earlier, and I put him on timeout just to make an example of him. He had a 300-second timeout, but now he's back. And thank you, thank you very much, man. Uh, donating seven bucks says Doctor Livestreams report. Oh, Doctor, you trans Doctor too? <laughs> doctor Livestreams reporting for duty. Great stream last night was an exceptional one. Thanks, dude. Thanks, brah. We got Tommy Kelly up in the chat. Got another, uh, let's see, got another one. Where'd that go? Got a nice one just for kicks. Just for kicks. Sent a nice super chat there just for kicks. Says via YouTube. And for some reason that didn't trigger, it didn't trigger the uh, Streamlabs for some reason. But I see it on YouTube. Says they love us so much, always trying to help. Little poor me. 
I am grateful for the people in power that have all the money. And sorry on mobile or would have done Streamlabs. Right on. No problem. You can still do Streamlabs from, from mobile. I, I have done Streamlabs donations via mobile. It has worked for me. But hey, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you to everybody who supports the stream. Remember, these streams happen because of you guys. You guys support them. YouTube doesn't support them. You guys do. So we are, again, going to be taking calls. going to be taking in calls on the second hour of the stream. Taking calls on the second hour because, because we're doing open debate today. So today we do an open debate. There's a link down in the description below. We're hoping, hoping, hopefully some of these vegans will actually call in. Some of you vegans who've been talking shit on Instagram. I've had about five of you who said that you would debate and said maybe you would call in. If you're watching, call in. We'll see what's up. We're talking about the coward, hypocrite, slacktivist vegans today. And then we're going to be taking, in call, taking some calls in the latter half of the stream. So let me, uh, let me, pull, up, let me pull up our, uh, our visual aids here. Visual AIDS here. A little double entendre because my rap name is Lil AIDS. Lil AIDS. Lil AIDS. The greatest rapper of all time. As proven by science. All right, here we go. Here we go. Tell me when to go. All right, how do we... I'm gonna make this a little smaller. January is a long month, and I just bought that Lil AIDS new album, Infectious Beats. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, Adam Leftfence. If you guys got any questions or comments, the Streamlabs is the best way, and that's the best way to support. Thanks, man. All right, so here's what we're talking about today, my boy James Aspie, James Aspie, and some of these other vegans have been getting in a little bit of trouble. They've been getting in a little bit of trouble. We're going to first start out with uh, Joey Cobstrong. Joey Cobstrong discussing the controversy, right? There's a, there's a schism among the soyum. The, the great schism of 2021. The great soyum schism. You have the, uh, the intersectionalist vegans, right? The intersectionalists who want to join all the social justice movements. Just like Dr. Greger said, and that was like 2001 audio that we've discussed in the past, where Greger says that we need to join with the feminists. We need to join with all these other social justice movements and create an intersectional movement of social justice warriors. And corporate globalization is the issue, the excuse we've been waiting for to unite all these movements. Yeah, we've got those intersectional vegans are upset with the radical vegangelicals like James Aspie, Joey Carbstrong, and these others who have been using the term animal holocaust, right? So these people believe there's an animal holocaust. Now, Joey Carbstrong believes there's an animal holocaust. James Aspie claims that this is an animal holocaust. And the intersectional vegans are saying this is a terrible thing to say. You are discrediting yourself by saying this. In fact, not only are you discrediting yourself, you're insulting victims of real holocausts. Right? You're insulting victims of actual holocausts. 
So the Soyum are in schism, and let's uh, let's see what Joey Carbstrong's got to say about this, and then we're gonna explore why Joey Carbstrong, James Aspie, and Earthling Ed are complete hypocrites, are pathetic, ineffectual pussies who don't really live like they believe the things that they claim they believe. Hello everyone, welcome to another video. I don't even know if I'm gonna upload this, but. Obviously, you're watching it, so I have. But um, I just thought I'd talk about a few things like that are going on in the movement right now. <clears throat> Very saddening to see. Now, I have been having these debates with people who aren't vegan for years, literally. But now I find literally. myself having these debates about word use with actual vegans. Now, the majority of these vegans who are having problems with words all of a sudden... For the most part, now not that this is an exclusive, but for the most part, I'm going to say, um, when you go to their page, it's food posts, it's, you know, vegan for the environment, it's other issues, which I don't have a problem with people speaking up for other issues. I think uh, that's fantastic. So what he's getting at is they're not real vegans, right? This is another, this is one of their talking points, right? The radical vegangelicals. If you, if you happen to disagree with these vegans on something, or if you just at one point decide that you're not going to be vegan anymore... They go through your social media history, and if you post about your food, right, if you post your meals, oh, you, you were never really vegan because you don't care about the animals, right? If you post uh, your workouts or something, you're never really vegan. You're just a narcissist who was using veganism to get views, right? They, they posthumously decide if you were ever really vegan. So you can't ever really know if somebody was ever really vegan until they actually, until they die, and at which point... The vegans will exhume your social media corpse and decide together. They'll hold a, a council of the soyum. You know, they have the uh, the, the the council of the, the wise and learned soyum elders will convene together and decide whether you were ever really vegan or never really vegan. So, technically, according to the rules of veganity, yeah, the laws of veganity, we actually don't really know. We don't really know if this guy here, Joey Carbstrong, or James Aspie, or any of these people were ever really vegan, right? Technically, we can't know that until the end of their life, right? Because what they've said many times is, if you ever stop being vegan, you were never really vegan. So it gets complicated. There's time travel involved. There are... Um, it, it gets a little bit complicated when you get into the vegan theology, but we'll try to maybe we'll flesh some of this out here. And apparently this is a new line in the sand. If you don't call it an animal holocaust or if you are offended by them comparing humans to animals, you are violating one of the sacred canons of veganism. You are, you are vi violating one of the sacred dogmas of the vegangelicals. That dogma being that there's no difference between humans and animals. Right? So if there's no difference between humans and animals, there should be no offense taken Comparing the victims of holocausts against humans, right? Comparing victims of the Holodomor. Comparing victims of the Armenian Holocaust. Comparing uh, the victims of the German Holocaust of World War II. Or the, the Holocaust enacted by the Germans in World War II. There, you shouldn't be offended by this, right? By comparing pigs being slaughtered or cows being slaughtered or, right? Because we're, not, we're against speciesism. So speciesism is... When you believe that there's a difference between the species that would warrant them being treated differently from each other, 
So we're supposed to treat them all the same, right? Mosquitoes, rats, chickens, um, voles, dust mites, uh, ringworms, parasites, amoebas. <laughs> these are all these are all supposed to be equal, or we're or being speciesist. So we'll see if they actually hold up to their own standards. I wonder if they. I wonder how many of these vegans will not swat a mosquito off of their arm. I wonder how many of these vegans will not kill a rat that's in their home shitting all over the place. I wonder how many of these vegans will not squash a tick on their dog. Now, because that would be speciesism, and technically that would be part of the animal holocaust, wouldn't it? Right? So, so wouldn't also spraying crops with aerial dispersed pesticides so that you can eat bananas, right? Killing billions of insects in a single field. Isn't that also speciesism? Hmm. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. But let's, yeah, let's hear what he has to say. That's, uh, I, ho I hope you guys understand the, the sacred, the sacred uh, canons of, of veganism, veganism, veganity. Sometimes it gets confusing because it makes no freaking sense. Sometimes it also gets confusing because these people are total hypocrites and don't live like they actually believe what they confess they believe. But bear with them. They're doing it to save the animals and the planet, right? He speaks for the animals. Let's, let's listen more. All right. But they come over to, you know, our pages, start dictating how we speak for the animals. Now, they, so, there's a few things specifically... Wait. They speak for the James animals. James Aspie, who's a Oops. friend, colleague of mine. Stop. They speak for the animals. Remember, the animals want them to speak for them. So he speaks for my dog. Behind me. He's, hey, Ribeye. 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 He's speaking for you. Do you understand? Okay. Ribeye gets it. You, you're speaking for Ribeye. You're speaking for all the animals. They want you to speak for them. In the movement... And he caused some controversy with a post talking about animal agriculture being a holocaust. Being a holocaust. Now, this isn't anything new. This has been around for a long time. Now, if anyone knows Alex Hershaft, Dr. Alex Hershaft, founder of uh, Farm Animal Rights uh, Organization, Holocaust survivor who was literally pulled out of the Jewish holocaust uh, as a child and survived, suffered extreme trauma from this. And it actually led him to animal rights and to starting his, one of the first, I believe, animal rights orgs in the world. Has talked about the similarities for a long time. There's okay. no difference. There's no, there's no difference, right? Right, Joey? This isn't anything new. Gary Yorofsky, a Jewish uh, vegan activist, spoke about this a lot too for many years. Um, there have been many other um, notable... Uh, Jewish uh, writers and philosophers who have made this same. Well, he tries to. He hides behind these. But he hides behind the these. Thing, oh, look! There, there are other Jewish animal rights activists, and they also hate humanity just as much as I do. And we'll compare the death of human beings, right? The uh, the systemic, the systemic extermination of human beings, to the slaughter and eating of chickens. Right? They'll they'll say that it's the same. Right? It's the same to, uh, to, to eat your backyard chickens, to raise a pig, 
and then butcher it for food. Slaughter and butcher, ruminant animals. This is the same as putting human beings in gas chambers and exterminating people. Right? Come on. All right, we're back. So, what Joey Carbstrong and James Aspie and these animal holocaust claim in vegans. These vegans who claim there's an animal holocaust. Um, what they're actually saying is that those victims of the holocaust, right? These, the Jews that were exterminated, right? The victims of the, Ar the Armenian holocaust, the victims of the Holodomor, they were also perpetrators of a holocaust because none of those people were vegan. Right? So aren't, aren't they all also guilty perpetrators of the Holocaust? And if you're not speciesist, should we not treat the people who are causing the animal Holocaust? Should we not treat the people that are causing the animal Holocaust the same right? and hold them accountable just like we would humans who are enacting a Holocaust on other people? Right? Should we not treat them the same. All right, let's. We'll see if we'll see if they treat them. If they really treat the, uh, the the perpetrators of the chicken holocaust, right? The cockroach holocaust. <laughs> Someone in the chat said the cockroach holocaust, the mosquito holocaust, uh, the uh, the tick and flea holocaust, and the um, uh, the weevil holocaust, the vole holocaust, the rat holocaust, the pig holocaust. Do you are you going to treat the people who are creating this holocaust and, and what you say murdering these animals are you going to treat them and hold them accountable just like you do just like you would human beings we'll see it's <clears throat> not everyone who uses the word holocaust is making a comparison to world war ii <laughs> <laughs> what no 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 everybody who uses the word holocaust should understand how it will be taken by the person who hears it. And the reason you're using that term is because it's emotive. It's highly emotive. So if you're not, if when you say the word Holocaust, if you're not intentionally referencing past Holocausts, <laughs> then, then you're a fucking idiot. You're so, you're really dumb if you don't understand that. Right. But the thing is, <clears throat> Not everyone who uses the word Holocaust is making a comparison. Ah, oh, so annoying. It just buffered again. It buffered again. Alright. I think the buffering is done for the moment. You guys hear me now? Okay. Alright. Sorry about that. This buffering is quite obnoxious. What I usually do is just say the animals are going through their own holocaust. Now the word holocaust means slaughter or destruction on a mass scale, especially caused by a fire or nuclear war, but slaughter or destruction on a mass scale describes, it's, it's actually the first, first definition, describes exactly what animals are going through. The first and definition where? <laughs> are bad and we should avoid them and we should 
The, the first definition, where? <laughs> where? Where are you getting this definition from? Shouldn't repeat atrocities in histories, but the difference between the animal holocaust is that it's a perpetual holocaust. They're breeding more, more animals into existence to throw them into gas chambers and to execute them en masse, to keep them in you know, factory farms, number them, brand them, cut off bits of their body, exploit their bits reproductive their body. organs and steal so their the, children, why do they always, their children. What is that? This is what they think about all this. Murder their children. They ripe them. They ripe them. They ripe Look at... <sighs> Here we go. We back. I'm... I'm pissed. I'm freaking pissed. All right. This is really annoying. And I'm, I apologize for the buffering. I, uh, I, I was just bugging my... I think it's my internet. I think it's my internet provider. What a surprise. What a surprise. I think it's my internet provider. Um, I'm back. Please excuse. Excuse the buffering. Maybe it'll stop. Yesterday we got a couple buffers, but then it was good. This is ripe, mate. My internet's getting riped. <laughs> All right, so we've got a historical revisionist, Joey Carbstrong. The animal holocaust, right? The animal holocaust. Oh, it's an animal holocaust. Let's uh, let's hear a couple of the, the people other. have been coming out. Oh, let's hear another explanation. We've got this guy, David Rams. David Rams actually came on and spoke with us. What was this? Must have been. It was. Uh, must have been. How long ago was this? How long ago was this? I think it was about... Ah, first we're going to watch this. Uh, f I think this was about... Uh, six, eight months ago. And I think it was before coronavirus, maybe. Maybe it was like ten months ago or a year ago. He came on. We had a decent conversation. He didn't act as insufferable uh, as some of these vegans. You know, he was, he was fine to speak with. He was all right, David Rams. I got to say, dude, you're not, you're not looking like... You're, you're starting to look a lot more vegan. Let's put it that way. David Rand is starting to look a lot more vegan. Um, hopefully, hopefully you're doing well. Maybe it's some weird lighting or something. Let's see what he's got to say. Uh, and then we're going to check out. We're going to see if these people like uh, James Aspie and Joey Carbstrong actually live up to the worldview that they claim to believe. Here we go. After James Aspie once again and trying to cancel the shit out of him. What are our grandkids going to think about all of this? Like, can you imagine? You're not going to have grandkids, dude. What are you talking? You know you're not going to have grandkids. You know you're sterile. <laughs> you know you're not going to have grandkids. Are you? And, and if you do find, if, you, if you're a vegan, a vegan activist, if you're a vegan activist and you are able to find a woman who actually wants to have children, good luck finding a vegan activist mate who wants to have children, then on top of that, she's going to have to be fertile. You're going to have to be fertile. You've been eating a dysgenic diet that is nutrient deficient and it is known to cause infertility. <laughs> so right off the bat, 10 seconds in, and I'm going to call bullshit. You will not have grandchildren. None of you vegan activists will have children. Think your grandkids about this shit in like 2017? Granddad, what was it like when you were growing up? There were so many things wrong with the world. Did, did you help? Like, what did you do to help? Growing up was tough for me. We were still struggling after World War One. Food and... Yeah, I, I, I can't wait till you get to show your grandkids this video 
of you LARPing like an activist, <laughs> pretending to save the world with your YouTube videos, right? You believe, you believe there's an animal holocaust, and the way that you fight it is doing dress-up skits and talking to yourself in a camera. But you're, you're saving the planet, right? Resources were in short supply. People were struggling. It was a, a rough childhood. Then, as a young man, I was actually drafted to go to fight in World War II. I went to war, and we fought. It was terrifying. The world again, I'm bigger and stronger than you, so I won't worry too much. Finally, finally getting some some bigot some bigot support there from the Euro bigots. What's up, Euro bigots? You guys, I don't know if you if you understand the uh, we do we we do a, a weekly Streamlabs competition, and we try to see who can give the best, the biggest Streamlabs donation. So we got we got Matu one eighty five second place. You're you're running second place right now. Take second place. For $9.74, says Buffer Me Timbers. Yeah, yeah, I'm sick of the buffering, but we'll see. Something just, it was a really loud crash somewhere in my house, but I don't hear any children screaming, so it's okay. Yeah, they're okay. Um, so here we go. We got that the Streamlabs competition going. Thank you guys for the support. Thank you for that one. Sorry for the buffering. We should be better now. All right, let's go back to this comedy skit video. A, a comedy skit to stop the uh, Michelle Lowe is a PP in the poo poo. Oh, Dr. G's treadmill technician. Taking first place. Tying first place in the Super Chat competition. If you want to laugh a bit, check out this spiritual vegan compilation I made with my wife. There are more videos on her channel, but this one includes bits of your live stream. Sweet. Yeah, we'll, we'll check this out a little bit later in the stream. Thank you very much. It's a, ni a nine-minute one. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. G's treadmill technician. Watch that either, late, either later this stream or on the next stream. Right. Are there any of the guys we're talking about today in there? And let's continue. So remember, David Rams believes there's an animal holocaust, fights the animal holocaust by dressing up in cute outfits and making skits, making fun of people for not believing there's an animal holocaust. Because he believes that their animals are being murdered. The animals are being murdered. And the way he's going to stop the murder and the holocaust is with skits. With skits. Doing the right thing. Wow. Why did you fight though? Well, Hitler and the Nazis were killing millions of people. I couldn't just stand by and do nothing. Damn, granddad. You're a hero to me. Thank you for standing up for what is right. Granddad, what was it like when you were growing up? Like, there were so many things wrong with the world. Did you do anything to help? What kind of things did you do? Actually, as a young man, I experienced some of the most intense racial tension that we had in a very long time. The police violence was just horrible. <laughs> BLM, oh, the police violence. <laughs> man, oh man, so let's, let's keep going. So many problems in the world, right? So I stood up against it. Also, so I, I, I made, I made my, my profile picture black for a day. I mean, I put up a black profile picture on my Instagram, and I, uh, I, I, uh, and I took a knee in front of a camera. I, I got down on my knee, so <laughs> got down on my knee. Uh. Young man, I was able to experience the huge surge 
in animal rights activism and people becoming aware of animal suffering. <laughs> so I also stood against the animal abuse. That's racism, man. I love to racism, bro. Stefan Razvan. <laughs> Stefan Razvan donated 542. Says 5.420 for some blazing fast internet speed. Yeah, that's what's up. It's working. It's working. We've had, since you guys started doing these uh, streamlabs, we've had no buffering. So <laughs> if you keep it up, maybe, maybe that will continue. Surge of knowledge, that surge of awareness. Oh, wow. Sounds like a lot of things were going on. What did you do about it? Did, did you fight? Did you... Oh, you're mean. You're a, you're a bigot if you eat meat. Right? You use emotional manipulation tactics to try to manipulate people into your self-proclaimed subjective moral framework. You believe that morality is subjective, that there is no objective moral standard, and that you get to just make it up. And the way that you're fighting the so-called animal holocaust is by making videos to make people feel bad about not agreeing with your subjective moral viewpoint. <laughs> right? Now, I don't believe, right, we don't believe that morality is subjective. Right? We believe that right and wrong is objective. But you people, you don't believe that. Right? David Rams, you came on and you talked to me. You said you believe that morality is subjective. <laughs> and this is how you fight it. That's racism, man. I love to racism, bro. So, who were these people then that you were destroying the lives of? Like, whose, pe whose lives were you destroying here? Oh, yeah, there were these problematic influencers back then. I think their names were James Aspie. Uh problematic influencers. So, so James Aspie is getting his life ruined. Oh, they're ruining his life by telling him they disagree with him on the internet. They're ruining poor James Aspie's life. James Aspie's life, we'll, we'll get into what James Aspie's lifestyle and his life is all about. We'll get into that in a little bit. Effling Ed. There was Joey Carbstrong, and there were many more like them as well. They were our... So he, he clearly looks up to these people. He clearly looks up to these guys as thought leaders and, and hardcore activists in, his, uh, in the vegan world, which is really sad. It's really pathetic. Right? This dude looks up to career slacktivists. This dude looks up to career slacktivists who live a permanent vacation lifestyle and fight the animal holocaust... By accepting Patreon donations, another slaughterhouse pay the slaughterhouse workers to let them film the animal holocaust so that they can ask for more money and keep the cycle going, right? So that they can smoke bong rips. And then maybe if they're lucky enough, if, if their audiences are dumb enough, they can eventually buy their own animal sanctuary where they can LARP like they're living like farmers without actually producing any food or really working. That's... That's what these, these great thought leaders, these great activists are all about. This is why they're, you are cowards. Not only are you cowards, you're hypocrites. Some of you are straight up terrorists. I'm not having any difficulty. Again, I'm bigger than you. I'm stronger than you. Thank you, Hedge. Like Hedge, right? Hedge says he's fighting the animal holocaust. How is he fighting it? By making videos about ex-vegans and trying to get attention on YouTube, right? You, you guys are hypocrites. You're LARPers. You live in a virtual reality. You're not doing anything to help any animals. All you care about is fleecing your dumbass viewers and living a permanent vacation, staycation, slacktivist lifestyle. 
All right, we got a couple. We got a couple super chats here. Real Cooter Brown donated five bucks through Streamlabs. Guys, best way best way to support us via Streamlabs. Thank you, Real Cooter Brown. Says a vegan's day is just wake up, use the bathroom, eat tofu, use the bathroom, do cardio, use the bathroom, cash wife's OnlyFans check, use the bathroom, eat seitan, use the bathroom, make a YouTube video whining about fellow vegan slacktivists, use the bathroom. <laughs> you know, that's about right. That's about right. Diamond Tuesday, we got another another uh, another Euro bigot who's living in that the terrible third world country because it's not part of the EU, uh, the UK. Diamond Tuesday says I have a few remoter, what is remoter customers who are surprised that my shop is fully stocked. Lots of media saying that shelves would be empty. Remoters almost sound disappointed that the shop is open. Still cognitive dissonance that the media are lying to them. Ugh. Yeah, no, it's, I, I can't believe. And, and none of these vegan activists, none of these vegan activists are out there saying, we need to stop this genocidal lockdown that is destroying people's lives, that is increasing suicide rates, cancer deaths, that's destroying people's livelihoods, that's bringing about a global, technocratic, centrally planned economy on behalf of international corporations and transnational banks. None of these vegans have a problem with that. Right, they're worried about the, the cricket the cricket holocaust <laughs> while they're eating foods and paying for the mass slaughter of insects, rats, the displacement of small animals, the killing of rabbits, snakes, bunnies, and the combine harvesters. But look, they're saving the animals, right, by playing dress up and making cute videos about other vegan slacktivists. Main enemies, these people were racist, white supremacists, white nationalists, animal abusing, fakers. They were just the scum of the scum. Oh, cool. So these people were like openly racist, horrible, abusive people. They were attacking people, attacking ethnic minorities and abusing animals. And they were doing all of these things online. And that's why you were trying to destroy their lives online, right? Because they were just such horrible evil people right oh no nothing nothing like that no they were just cis white males that spoke in a way that i personally didn't like so i used fear and intimidation to try and take them down if anyone tried to defend them or didn't agree with me i would just accuse them of supporting white nationalist nazi scum then with a small but very loud team of people who also didn't like what they were saying we formed groups and went ahead and created smear campaigns. We created slanderous stories against <laughs> slanderous stories. All right, so we got we got the uh, the schism. Are you seeing what's happening here? We got the schism. We got the schism. It's so so cutely laid out by David Rams. Shout out to to David Rams over here. David Rams over here talking. And of course, oh, we got the we got the Patreon. So if you guys want to give him his Patreon, this is going directly to the animals. Right, you can select this activism, motivation, animal liberation. Yeah, so for twenty dollars a month, uh, you will get to support him and get access to exclusive Patreon videos that you can show to the animals that you are saving from the totally real and not made up animal holocaust. So there we go. We got another one. James Aspie controversy. Should vegans use the word Holocaust? We got uh, we got your I boy, your boy, um, lifting vegan logic. Let's see what lifting vegan logic. Let's see what he has to say about the Great Soyum Schism of 2021. Activism around not wanting to offend anybody. I wouldn't be an activist. 
my activism is fundamentally offensive. It's pretty offensive to challenge people on habits they've been committing to for the past. <laughs> He's still. I still talk like this, and every syllable I have to pause awkwardly and lunge at the camera. <laughs> this guy. This dude, he's bear, bear with him. He's very nervous when he talks about the animal holocaust, right? And uh, and of course, of course, you can use his uh, Amazon affiliate link. Check out my Amazon affiliate link. You can go buy a camera, a microphone, vegan protein powder, vegan fake meat. Right? This is for the animals, of course, right? Sarcastic merch for the animals, right? So you want to support the animals? Go to Amazon.com. And use his affiliate link to buy a camera with a battery that's made of cobalt or lithium. That cobalt in that battery will, of course, have been uh, mined by... And you're familiar with James Aspie. You may have seen some of the drama that's been going on in relation to... We're back. That was the first buffer in like 20 minutes. What's going on now? What the heck is going on here? Let me see if I can... All right, we're done with the buffering. No more buffering. No more buffering. All right, remember, we're, we're, doing, uh, we're doing open debate. So if, if any of you vegans who I've been interacting with on Instagram who said you would call in to debate, who said you wanted to debate, if any of you vegans would like to call in to debate and talk about your hypocritical slacktivism, please call in. What is this? Just buffered twice. All right. All right. So if none of you vegan activists are going to actually call in, none of you people who've been talking shit, talking smack on Instagram, if none of you are going to call in, hopefully we can get Tommy Kelly to call in. We got Tommy Kelly up in the chat. He's a former vegan activist. And he's actually got some of the, uh, he has some experience with some of these wacky activists. So hopefully, using the word Holocaust to describe what happens to animals. And there's been a lot of backlash from like intersectional vegans and vegans that just think that we shouldn't be doing this. So today I'm going to give my thoughts on whether or not we should be using the word Holocaust to describe. Thank you for introducing your video and telling us that you're going to give your thoughts about the subject that's already in the title of your video. Thank you very much for spending the first minute of your video explaining that, dude. What's happening to animals. And also just go through some of the arguments people are making against James Aspie and against using the word Holocaust to describe what happens to animals. So if you've been watching my channel for a bit, you know that I use the term Holocaust all the time. So I'm sure you can guess what my stance is on this issue. Now before I go on- <laughs> What a boring ass video dude. has no actual bearing <laughs> on the truth value of the points I plan to make in this video. I'm sorry, boy. I am I'm a sorry. Jewish animal- Oh, he's Jewish. <laughs> he's Jewish. Wow, he's Jewish. All right, so he, he gets the H pass. He gets the H word pass because he's Jewish. Dr. G's treadmill technician donates five bucks. What's up, Dr. G? He says, forgot the video I just sent is long. <laughs> this one is shorter. It may be funnier. Hope you don't cry because it will remind you of Petunia. Oh, Petunia. Ooh, Petunia. Thank you, Dr. G's treadmill technician. 
try to get to that a little bit later. Let's finish up with uh, the animal holocaust here. Rights activists. So hopefully, for those a Jewish animal rights activists. So hopefully, for those who require somebody to be Jewish to speak on this topic, I will actually be listened to by you. So let's start with the many accusations I've seen James Aspie get, which is if you use Holocaust to describe what happens to animals, you are being anti-Semitic. This to me is really just a non sequitur. Let's look at the definition of anti-Semitic. The definition- What? No, <laughs> this is just a non sequitur. <laughs> this dude tries so hard to sound intelligent and it makes him sound so freaking dumb. <laughs> There's nothing funnier than a really dumb person trying so hard to seem intelligent. There's nothing, there's nothing more pathetic than somebody who's marginally intelligent trying to seem intelligent. <laughs> so funny. This is, all right, I don't know how, how much longer we'll, we'll be able to get through this one, but let's, let's see. It reads, hostile to or prejudice against Jews. When we recognize that one of the definitions of the word Holocaust applies to what animals are going through, and with this knowledge, decide to categorize what animals are going through as a Holocaust, where is any degree of hostility or prejudice toward Jewish people? Jewish people aren't even being referred to in the use of the word Holocaust toward animals. As a Jewish person myself, I fail to see any evidence of anti-Semitism in referring to what animals go through as a Holocaust. There you go. Oh, right, there you so go. Now let's cover Look, this, this Jew's not offended. <laughs> this, Jew, this, Jew, dude, this Jewish dude hates humans so much. That he's not offended. Wow. Wow. All right. So James Aspie, isn't that, isn't that pretty speciesist? Are we buffering again? Better not buffer. Is it, isn't that speciesist? Isn't that speciesist, right? To, uh, to have your fields, your monocropped fields of oats and soy and corn and wheat crop dusted. Billions of insects, trillions of insects dying every year. Isn't this a little bit speciesist of you, right? You vegans are actually responsible for one of the biggest pieces of the so-called animal holocaust, right? You are responsible for the death of more animals than somebody like me who has cows, chickens, and sheep, which we slaughter very few of them, right? We milk those cows every day and are actually getting tons of our calories, a majority of our calories from here on our own land, with killing very few animals, we never use any pesticides, right? You're killing far more animals than us. So in your very worldview, you are actually responsible for a much bigger piece of the animal holocaust than we are, right? But, but I, don't hear you, uh, I don't hear you advocating for the cockroach holocaust, for the cricket holocaust, Right, the, the, the tick holocaust, the flea holocaust. I don't hear you advocating for the victims of the mosquito holocaust. So you are, my friend, you are quite speciesist. You are a hypocrite and you're a wuss. All right, so we got, here we go. Let's, let's take a look at what, uh, no, we've already watched Joey Carbstrong. We got Soy Theist. This is my this is my favorite. I haven't seen this guy's videos yet, uh, but he has the greatest YouTube channel name, Soy Theist. Uh, let's see what Soy Theist has to say. We'll come on here. We'll read some super chats after that. Let me see what. It, 
No new super chats at this point. Guys, if you want to support the stream, best way to support it. You guys want to, you guys want to help stop the animal holocaust? <laughs> if you want to help stop the cricket holocaust and the, uh, the, the mosquito holocaust, support the stream. Support the stream. Share the videos. Hit the thumbs up. We got a bunch of people watching who haven't hit the thumbs up yet. If you got any questions or comments that you want read aloud, hit us up via the stream labs. That's the best way to do it. All right, let's see what... The British colonization of India also killed, like, caused the unnecessary deaths of a lot of people. And um, what's that number? The number is 30 to 35 million. People take a lot of offense at um, people like Gary Urofsky uh, comparing uh, the exploitation of animals to the Jewish Holocaust. Right? Yeah. So Gary, remember these people love Gary Yarovsky. Half of these activists were converted into evangelicalism because of this guy Gary Yarovsky, who is a bitter, self-loathing human being who actually despises human beings, absolutely hates other people. We're gonna check out a clip of Gary in a moment. Hey, he, he's Jewish himself. Right people come at him with accusations of anti-Semitism and they're like, you can't do that. Right? Why? Because the Jew Jewish people don't want you to do that. Right? But there, then there are these um there are Jewish people, right, who make these comparisons themselves. Like Gary Urofsky is certainly one. Um there are uh, <laughs> just unnecessarily name drops Gary Urofsky like five times. Alright. Here's Gary Urofsky. That makes us dependent on Sofsky. Thinks about family. No, I think my mom is completely psychotic. I think my sister and her family are completely psychotic. They've actually stopped talking to me because I care about animals. In fact, I'll tell you about the last time we talked. It was August 19th last year on my birthday. I was passing through Illinois where they live to a place that just put vegan burgers on the menu. I assume we're all getting vegan burgers because I have a rule that I established in 1997, and it's if you want to sit down and eat with me, you eat vegan. Well, we don't eat together. I'll see you later on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure many people that know you don't mind that rule at all. <laughs> I'm sure many people that know you really don't mind not eating with you and not being around you at all, Gary. I hear macaroni and cheese being ordered. I hear a fish filet being ordered. I hear a vegan burger from my nephew Jacob, and then I hear double cheese. So I explain to my family, I go, you guys know when the last time you saw me? It was one year and seven months ago before that. So we figured it out, it was about 585 days. I said, times that by three, three meals a day. So we agreed about 1,800. And then at the top of my <laughs> voice, I said. Dude, he's doing animal. At the top of my voice. I think my mom is completely psychotic. I think my sister is completely psychotic. In fact, I think all human beings are complete trash, psychotic, psychopath pieces of shit. And I am completely sane. I think I'm completely sane. Everybody else is psychotic. <laughs> Imagine sitting down at a table with this. Imagine this is your son. And this is how he talks about you. Again, I'm just a stoned-ass slacktivist. Who's made a career out of being a vegan slacktivist celebrity. Hates people. Hates people. But 
Everyone else is a psychopath, right? Everybody else is psychotic. It's about 585 days. I said, times that by three, three meals a day. So we agreed about 1,800. And then at the top of my voice, I said, you guys have had 1,800 meals to eat whatever you wanted to eat. Today, when I'm in town, you can't have one meal without dead animals and the things that come out of these murdered animals. And I stood up and I left. Walked out, called a taxi cab, took a taxi back to my mom's house, jumped in my car. And again, they still think that I'm irrational for this. Incidentally, about that battle that white people had with natives over America, it never belonged to either of you. This land belonged to the buffaloes, the squirrels, the deer, the bunny rabbits, and all the other creatures way before our psychotic, selfish species started raping and destroying it. <laughs> Remember, they're against speciesism. They believe that human beings are just animals. Human beings, that there's no real difference between humans and animals that would warrant us being treated differently. Yet, this is how they think of human beings. Aren't you being a little bit speciesist? Maybe not everyone else is psychotic. Maybe you're speciesist and psychotic, Gary Yurofsky. America, it never belonged to either of you. This land belonged to the buffaloes, the squirrels, the deer, the, squirrels. the bunny rabbits, and all the other creatures way before our psychotic, selfish species started raping and destroying it. <laughs> Who's got it bad? Humans or animals? I clearly stated time and time again that I hate all humans. Oh, nice. On to either of Completely psychotic. So Gary Yurofsky hates it. This is the hero of these people. They keep talking, oh, well, Gary Yurofsky was Jewish. It's okay. We can talk about the animal holocaust. These people hate human beings. Not only do these people hate human beings, their proposed solution to the animal holocaust, if you ask them, their proposed solution is they don't want farm animals to exist at all. Joey Carbstrong has said, I wish I had the clip pulled up. I don't have the clip pulled up, but Joey Carbstrong has said that if he could push a button and make all the farm animals disappear, he would do it to end their suffering. These people want to, to stop the animal holocaust. This is not a joke. Joey Carbstrong proposes the best thing to do to stop the animal holocaust is completely holocaust all animals. This is completely insane. These people are completely demonic and psychotic. Actual holocaust survivors, right? Uh, actual holocaust survivors who, like, to just read this one, um, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that name, but it's George's Metalon. The truth donated five bucks says give America back to the bunny rabbits. <laughs> yeah, give America back to the bunnies, you bigots. The suffering bunnies. That land belongs to the bunny rabbits, to the crickets and the mosquitoes and the deer ticks. <laughs> That's this is their logic. This is their logic. These people are insane. Thank you for the support, man. Uh, hey, guys, if you guys like the streams at this time, show some love, show some support. 
It does seem like the best time as far as the audience support goes for the streams are in between starting in between this time and like seven o'clock. Right? Judging from the audience support, best time is like starting a stream about one hour from now or two hours from now, and that allows some of you Euros to, to tune in and then a lot of people from the US. Yeah? We'll see. We'll see. Well you guys let me know. We appreciate the support. You guys, the best way to support is via the stream labs. And call in. If you guys, hey, if you got any, any vegans watching, call in. Call in and talk. Convince us of your animal holocaust. Convince us why we should go vegan. Convince us that you're not nuts. Right? Okay. Um, he says, like, when I go to a restaurant and see people devouring meat, I feel sick. I see a holocaust on their plates. Right? Yeah. People take a lot of offense at that. Right. Um, so, uh, and and they say like you know, although it's technically a holocaust, like the definition of a holocaust is uh, slaughter on a mass scale. I think there's another word there, but it's the definition is slaughter on a mass scale. So, yeah. although it's technically a holocaust, you can't compare. Oh, it. it's How technically. Can you compare it? So, you... so you guys slaughtering small animals, bunnies, rats, insects in order to grow. Your monocrop, I mean, I know you guys don't grow anything, right? You don't grow anything except your Patreon accounts, right? You don't produce food for anybody. Yeah, but that's technically, in your definition of Holocaust, that would be, it'd be the same, right? You compare Jewish people to um, non-human animals, you're playing into white supremacist narratives. People say that the Holocaust just refers to that, uh, that particular incident that happened during World War II during the Third Reich. Um, so yeah, don't use that term, right? But I have this book, uh, which I use as part of the research for this, uh, for this live stream, right? It's called An Era of Darkness, uh, The British Empire in India. It's written by MP Dr. Kanshi Thirola, that's member of parliament, right? And within it, he refers to what the British are in India, and I can, I don't know if it, my camera will pick it up, it's right yeah. there. He refers to it as the. Yes, right. yeah. well, read it out. British, you, can't, you can't really see, but yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It's on page number 176, if anyone is interested. Okay. He refers to what the British did in India as the British colonial holocaust. Oh, wow. And that's the same as the animal holocaust. Okay. Yeah, all right, all right. So we got plant based news 2017 talking about the so called animal holocaust. A lot of these vegangelicals. Talking about the animal holocaust. So let's uh, let's see how let's see what she's got to say. We've got Sonia Say. Yeah, hey, is uh, is plastic surgery vegan? Is, is Botox? Isn't isn't Botox? Doesn't that come from animals? What about them lip fillers? Hi everyone, it's Sonia Say. Welcome back to my channel. In today's video, we're going to talk about the word holocaust when referring to animal liberation. The most famous, usually referred to as the Holocaust, was a genocide perpetrated by the Nazis that killed around 11 million people, the majority of whom were Jews. It wasn't the first Holocaust though. For example, the Armenian Holocaust, which refers to the Ottoman government's systematic extermination of its minority Armenian subjects during and after World War I. The Native American Holocaust, 
the Sikh Holocaust, either of two 18th century mass killings by Afghanis of Sikhs in the Punjab region. That resulted... <laughs> How are you going to use this to justify the... You, know, you also have the animal holocaust where um, millions, billions of chickens are killed all the time. You also have the Armenian holocaust where many Christians were murdered in a systematic genocide. And uh, the, but it's okay because those Christians were also terrible people who are also doing a holocaust against the animals. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> if you if you believe that there's an animal holocaust, this animal holocaust is not new. This animal holocaust has been going on since for how long? When did when did the animal holocaust start? And and aren't all of these victims of these real holocausts? Wouldn't you be claiming that they also are perpetrators of Holocaust against the animals because none of them were vegan? In 30,000 to 40,000 deaths, Ukrainian Holocaust, one of two genocides and man-made famines perpetrated by the communists in the Ukrainian Soviet Social Republic in 1932 and 1933 that killed up to 7.5 million Ukrainians. The term Holocaust originally comes from the Greek word holocausto, referring to an animal sacrifice offered to a god where the whole holos animal is completely burned. Kaustos. Writing in Latin, Richard of Devices, <laughs> a 12th century monk, was the first so you're saying all, all these are just these people are just the same as animals, right? You believe these people are equal to animals. So then all of these people are also responsible for Holocaust. And you also are responsible for Holocaust, sweet cheeks. <laughs> your your cute little lip fillers are those animal based in origin? Are those vegans? Okay, so we got I don't know, a lot a lot of these a lot of these vegans. We've got Joey Carbstrong, let's see how Joey Carbstrong fights the Holocaust, right? That Joey Carbstrong believes there's an animal holocaust. He believes there is an animal holocaust. Let's see how he fights it. She's down. It's necrotic, it's dying. So is he, is he illegally breaking into a turkey farm? Is he, is he breaking it? Look, is he breaking in? Is this illegal? Or is it like they usually do it where he pays a slaughterhouse worker to let him in? Right now, w would he actually be trespassing, illegally breaking in? I highly doubt it, right? We've got, this is a, remember, this is a, a violent criminal felon in Australia. Now, if he's allowed to go to the UK... He's allowed to go to the UK and then he's going he's gonna to break into a turkey farm? No. These people pay these slaughterhouse workers to let them in. So he snuck onto the farm. And he tries to make it look like he's, you know, Mission Impossible. He's freaking du Agent 007 here. Agent 007 sneaking in. Come on. With the... Dramatic sound effects. Look at him with all his consumer gear. <laughs> so how do you get in here? 
Again, he paid the people that work at the so-called Holocaust to get into this place. He also paid someone to edit his videos <laughs> yeah, of the so-called animal Holocaust, right? So he believes this is an animal Holocaust, and this is how he's fighting it, paying somebody who's perpetrated the animal Holocaust to bring him into the place where there's an animal Holocaust, and then, <laughs> and then film the inside of the animal Holocaust so that he can beg for money to go film more animal Holocaust victims. Uh-huh. So if he believes these animals are going to be murdered, this is how he's going to fight it. Bearing witness, right? Look at you scaring these animals. These animals in the middle of the night break, <laughs> comes in here. Oh no, she's down. Look, she's laying on the ground. What's this? Dude, it's a pecking injury because the males, when they're mating, they grab them and they violently ripe them. <laughs> she didn't consent, mate. She didn't consent to be raped by that turkey. Come on, dude. <laughs> the birds, he's got a pecking injury. Oh, it's terrible. This is the Holocaust, guys. Oh, she got pecked. She has a scab. It's horrific. Alright, so let's get more advice in here. Uh, you've seen recently that I was in a, a smaller scale place, a free range place, and that's where tinsel come from. I wanted to show you exactly where the majority, statistically the majority of turkey flesh is coming from. So when you sit down to your Christmas roast, more than likely it's out of a place like this. So oh, it's the birds so horrible. Look at those birds. Those birds, they're just, they're standing around. The birds are standing around and you're shining a light all over them. Oh, mate, it's terrible. Look how horrible this is. They're like, they don't even have iPads. Look, I, I've only got like three bars of service in here, mate. This is horrible. Look how stressed out these turkeys are, mate. Patients, they've been pecking each other. They've been um, pecking, that's what birds do. Because there's so many birds in here, they can't form their social hierarchies. They now, are they just sleeping in here? Do they go outside during the day? Like, we, we keep our chickens so that they're not going to be killed by predators. If these turkeys were outside of this building during the night, you know what happens? They will get killed by foxes, by stray dogs. They'll get killed by predators. Yeah, you, you get these things, uh, these, we call them wanchakas here. They're uh, uh, possums, right? Possums will get into the hen house, and they will kill all of the hens. They don't eat any of them. They just kill them all, make a huge mess, and leave. Yeah, so now I don't know if, uh, if these are like never going outside. Yeah, I don't know like what their conditions are, but <laughs> this, is, this is the Holocaust, guys. The birds. They don't even have like, they don't even have beds, mate. They don't even have beds. There's no Wi-Fi. There's not a single iPad here. They, they've got no Netflix, mate. No, they've got no Netflix. They've got no Netflix. <laughs> Let's just see here on the end of the snood here. Infected. It's got a scab. <laughs> so they just peck each other in a feather pecking and they're just covered in, in their own... That one has some blood on it. It's horrible. Shit on each other. It's really anemic in here, aren't they? They have no colour. Small scale of farms, there might be a killing cone. So here he goes, he's, he's filming now. Size, they, 
physically. Here you go. He believes this is murder. This is murder, but he's filming it. Yeah. This is how you fight a Holocaust, right? You go and film the murders, and then ask for Patreon money. Well, because there's so many of them in this barn, it's hard for them to like recognize everyone. Oh. There's so many different faces. Like, you know, there's thousands in it. And in this shed here, all I see is different individuals. You know, they they all have their own personality. And they all have dreams. Kind of they all have their own personality. <laughs> Like that one likes, like that one over there. That one likes to, uh, when it when it it likes to to really peck really hard on the hands when it ripes them. His personality when he ripes the hands, <laughs> it's really he likes to do it really. He does like with this weird little motion with his head. That one over there, that one over there wants to be a doctor when she grows up. This one over here really likes watching Nickelodeon Nick at Night shows from the nineties. <laughs> All these individuals, mate. Press the natural behaviour in here, like it's just like a, a hellhole. Like they must be going insane in here. Um, when that's all they've ever known. Like they're they're such beautiful animals, turkeys. They're like one of my favourite animals now. After spending time with, with Tin, so I've always loved turkeys, but now I understand them even more. And uh, molesting these turkeys. <laughs> this place is just the turkeys. They really just want to go home with you and live in your apartment. Did you really just want to go live inside with you? <laughs> oh, wow. So this is, this is how they fight the, the... They believe there's an animal holocaust. That's how they fight it. Powerful. Powerful activism. Powerful, powerful activism. We got Earthling Ed. We'll talk about him in a minute. We got Tommy Kelly in the waiting room, though. I, I was hoping one of you vegans would actually call into debate. All you vegans who's, who were saying on Instagram... That you would want to call in and debate. Why have none of you called in yet? What's up with that? Let's see. We'll get we'll get Tommy in here. Tommy, what's up, man? We got former vegan activist Tommy Kelly. We're trying to get him in. Tommy. Tommy. Now I see you, but I don't hear you yet. Looking good, Tommy. No audio yet, though. Oh, wait, are you muted? How do I ask to unmute? Oops. You, you blipped in for a second. Hello? Tommy Kelly. How you doing, man? How you doing? Doing good. fine, how are you? Great to see you, man. Doing better now that you're here. I've been blabbering by myself, hoping that we get... <laughs> we're doing up, open yeah. debates. Nobody calls in when I do open debates. What's up with that? Typical, ain't it? Typical, typical. No, so, the animal holocaust, uh, what do you think? Real? Totally real? It's not what they make out, that's for certain. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's quite crazy, isn't it? Well, I'm, I'm trying to figure out... I love the Scottish accent, by the way. The, the, one of my favorite <laughs> accents in the world. What I'm trying to figure out here is, all right, they believe there's an animal holocaust. So if there is an animal holocaust and you don't want to be speciesist, what about insects? What about all the insects killed by insecticides, by pesticides, herbicides? What about, all, what about rats? Right? What about ticks? What about fleas? Don't they just want to live? Don't... Don't intestinal parasites and amoebas aren't those individuals who just want to live their lives too? 
Yeah, I've seen a lot of crazy things. Like, obviously, they were against things like sheep shearing and that. But you actually, when you actually look into it, sheep actually need sheared because they can yes. actually get infections in their backsides and all kinds of sorts of things. It's yeah. they've got a crazy concept of everything. Totally right, man. Yeah, well, this is the thing. We've got sheep, and we have to shear them like two times a year because it gets so hot, right? It gets really hot in certain times of the mm-hmm. year, and if they have that big coat that they're carrying around with them, it's it doesn't suit them. Now, the vegan the vegan uh, argument is that it's they shouldn't be bred into existence in the first place, and then their solution to that is to stop breeding them. So they want to totally holocaust all farm animals to stop the animal holocaust. What? I thought they were individuals who want to live. Right, so that would mean that would you know entail that they want to breed, they want to mate, they want to reproduce, but I guess they don't want that because these people speak for the animals. Well, recently I've saw them kind of eating themselves up. Recently, in a lot of the groups that I'm actually, well, I'm in some of the groups that I actually started because if they put me through the group, the actual group would end up just going into an archive. So they've got to keep me in it. But I've gave over the admin to somebody else. And they're, they're all eating each other up in these groups. They're calling each other racists, <laughs> fighting over the, the biggest lot of nonsense ever. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's disgusting. It's all about power. It's all about money. It's all about trying to get some e-celeb status. That makes sense. That makes a lot more sense to me. When I look at this, what I see is people vying for power, people vying for – people trying to be more virtuous than the other activists and you know, basically out-virtue signal them. And there's a limited amount of funding available for these people. And I think what's happened in the last year is it's become known that the funding is consolidated, right? There are a few big donors, and it was revealed that a few of these big donors are sponsoring guys like Joey Carbstrong, um, who's the other, uh, Paul Bashir, and they've had battles over who's going to get the funding from the donor, who's apparently like a multimillionaire. Uh, I don't know who the donor is. But it, I know the do I know the donor is Canadian, but that's all in all because the way I know that is when I was in the Save Movement, they used to do a, like a money transfer thing yeah. when you were actually at, looking for money for like your Save Group or your anonymous for the voiceless. And the way it was, it was like a kind of direct payment type thing. So you had to set up like a a business account and a personal account. So when Paul Bashir actually said about the the business account and the personal account being in these like, the same combined. That's actually true. That you actually have to do that. Mm-hmm. But this this donor actually put it into like a kind of holding account, so you wouldn't actually see his name. And then it would go from there and sit in that account for like seven days, uh-huh. and then it would go into your actual personal account. Wow. So the donor wanted to remain anonymous to the people in. The activist movement. That's very strange. And what kind of money are we talking about here? Because what, what was revealed was that the uh, Joey Carfshaw and these anonymous for the voiceless people, I think those anonymous for the voiceless people gave themselves a, uh, what do you call it? Not a stipend, but they gave themselves a salary. And it was something like a hundred, it was over a hundred thousand dollars a year of salary that they were paying themselves from this donor. And they were also taking donations and begging for Patreon and PayPal donations while. Basically, you know, just like James Aspie and these other people, living a lifestyle of permanent vacation, smoking weed all day, paying other people to edit their videos, um, and just living the good life. Well, that's kind of it. I actually said to you the last time I was talking about Joey, when he came over to Scotland, 
I basically myself and a lot of others in the Save Movement group, we actually put up a, like a GoFundMe for him, and we were paying for things like his flight, his hotel, his food, yeah. like hygiene products, things like that. <laughs> but at that time, I believe he was actually on like Patreon and things, so yeah. I wasn't understanding why he was actually getting Patreon money if he was asking us to obviously help get him over here. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty fascinating. Now, I've got here, I'm going to pull this up. Uh, we're going to talk about where some of this money is going and the way some of these people are living. And I'll start with can you still hear me, Tommy? You still there? Yeah. Yeah, man. So, I mean, you're talking about you, these people when they go visit places like Joey Carbstrong, he wants the people that he's going to do his activism with to pay for his flight. Right? Even though he's collecting, what, I don't know, $7,000 or something or maybe even more on Patreon per month, they have to pay for his flight, pay for his hotel room, pay for his transport, pay for his uh, special vegan um, hygiene products, his, um, his vegan moon cups or whatever, uh, and you know, his, his vegan soy tampons. They got to pay for all that on top of paying for his flight, but he's also collecting money from Patreon and he sets up like GoFundMes to pay for this stuff on top of it. So it seems like these people are definitely making these people are making out with quite a bit of money. The one thing I would say, James Aspey, when he actually came over to Scotland, he paid everything out his actual Patreon and everything himself. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I would say he definitely did. So James paid for his own way. He didn't ask for money on top of it. He actually used no, the funds used, that people he used were donating. The Patreon and everything he actually got. Okay. Yeah. So he also uses that Patreon to rent houses in these countries that he goes to and, and, uh, and, and you know, just hang out and drink smoothies and smoke bong rips all day too, though, doesn't he? I think that was the kind of kick-up that was a lot of people were going on about recently because they were paying for his Patreon and he was basically just sitting in beaches basically most of the time. Yeah, and makes videos talking – makes videos glamorizing his vacation lifestyle, right? Like, oh, check it out. I'm going surfing. Oh, look at me. I'm on this, like, yacht. We're out in the middle of the ocean. It's off of the animals, bro. Hit me up. Hit me up with some Patreon. Just be so chill if I could do all this for the animals. Um, so actually, you know, I, I've been telling James Aspie that I want to debate him for a while. And he finally responded to me when I asked him. You know, I, I, I tried the nice way, the more respectful way, right? Because, uh, you know, you, you, sometimes you, you catch more flies with honey. But with some of these vegans, you, you, you catch more flies with, um, uh, with vinegar. So I told him, you're a coward and a terrorist. Mm-hmm. Debate me. And uh, he finally said that he would debate me. He said, would love to debate you when I have time, sometime this year. Peace. Was, I, I admire your persistence, but your delivery is very childish. Would love to debate you when I have time, sometime this year. So then he calls me depressingly foolish. Depressingly foolish, right? So... Now, I, I let him know exactly why I called him a coward, right? So yeah. uh, I told him, I, I said, stoned, childless grifter who claims there's an animal holocaust and fights it by going to the centers of the holocaust to make v- videos and ask for donations for permanent slacktivist vacation, calling me childish and foolish. How rich. How can, I can support my accusations against you. Can you support yours? Step up and debate. Quit playing games. So he did... He did say he would. He did say he would. Somebody else from my, uh, my audience said debate Primal Edge Health. He says, how many times do I have to say yes sometime this year? I'm busy for the near future. Yeah, so we, uh, someone else said debate me, and he said, pay me. He said, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, pay me. Totally. So then he comes over to my post. Let me find it. Uh, here he goes. He says, 
fuck. This is this is where the delusional people chill. Creepy. Looking forward to our chat, Tristan. I'll be in touch. In the meantime, sounds like you've got a thing for my selfies. I'll send you a few for my private collection that I'm sure you would love. Make a donation to my PayPal. Hello at jamesaspie.co.au. And they're all yours, big boy. So, I don't, I don't know what... Oh, it's because I, I told... You know, I said... Uh, what did I say? He kind of looks as if he's swerving you, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think he's going to actually step up and do it. So I, I said, let James ask me know if you'd like him to take a break from st- stopping the animal holocaust with dreamy selfies and bong rips to debate me. So I guess, I don't know, that did seem to uh, to hit a chord with him. But he, he says he's going to come on. So let's, I'm just, I want to show kind of some of these uh, comments for the audience to see. Do you guys think he will actually debate me? I said DM me and we can set it up. We both know you've got the time. No need to drag this on, dude. Then he says, you don't know shit about my life. And for you to think you do based on a few IG pics just shows your lack of intelligence. I will DM you. Hold your breath. Okay, so uh, there we go. So I don't know. Later this year, this is a year that just started. Uh, I don't know if this is actually. You would think with lockdown and him not doing any activism, he's got plenty of time in his hands, surely. No, he's still jet set, man. We're going to get to that in a second. Yeah, Yeah, so... Rules are different for him, apparently. Yeah, according to my audience, he's still jet set. He's flying to Panama next. He's he's jumping through for the animals, of course, right? So I, 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 you know, I said I'll give you credit. None of these other vegan street whacktivists will actually discuss or debate. Respect for responding, looking forward to it. And then he says, Fook off, loser. Don't suck my ass. What a disgusting thing to say. You have already you've already been destroyed by vegan activists. Ooh, bro. You're just in denial. Laughing face. Can't wait to make you look like the ignorant trash that you are. So, I don't know, kind of speciesist right there, man. Kind of speciesist and kind of kind of homophobic, man. If you want to be the big like, man, the big daddy. A little bit little bit transphobic too, considering I'm trans vegan. So I told him how come go ahead. It's quite strange the way it's quite strange to me they always throw in these kind of sexual comments all the time. It's, Why is it always sexual? I don't understand that. I don't it's really weird. They're always talking about sexual stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. These people they get all into their uh so warped mindset. That's other new age kundalini weirdness, maybe. So I, I said, How compassionate? When? He said, I I will give you credit, quote. Literally can't think of anything more worthless than approval from an animal-abusing scumbag like you. The best thing that could happen to you is you have an awakening. Oh, an awakening. A spiritual awakening, bro. And go vegan before our chat. That will be the only thing that can save you from looking like a total fucking idiot in all caps. Good luck. So he's... I think I hit a chord. I think he's a little bit salty. I think, Looks like it. I think he wants it. He wants to get some. So we'll see. We'll see. I, he says, uh, when I DM you, dumbass, I save my compassion for those that deserve it. So I guess this, he believes we're all animals, but this animal doesn't deserve compassion. No. No. Obviously not. No. I said, you kiss your non-vegan mammy with that mouth? <laughs> Let's do it, SA. <laughs> what are you waiting for? <laughs> And he says, my mom is vegan. She has a brain. As I said, hold your breath. Alternatively, send $1,000 USD to my PayPal, and I'll do it tomorrow. So there you go. More money. He's not that busy then. Yeah. 
for a thousand dollars. He'll debate. So I told him, we get it, Stody. <clears throat> you just want money for the animals. We could have debated already with all the time you've already taken from your permanent slacktivist vacation to respond to these posts. He says, yeah, I'll donate the entire $1,000 to a fund that helps dogs. So he's, he's in like Bali and he's, you know, I mean, these people, they're tourists. Their tourism has been destroyed, right? Economically, they're in shambles. Yeah, mm-hmm. tourism is wrecked there. There are people who are unable to eat, people who lost their jobs, starving children all around him, but he's going he's gonna to give that to the doggies. How nice, right? You don't also hate dogs, do you? I'm doing a lot of things while sending you these messages, mate. Oh, he's doing a lot of things. <laughs> he's doing a lot of bongos. Uh, my time means something to me, and I'll waste some of it on you when I'm ready to. So sending the donation or willing to wait. Uh, so that, I don't know. He just keeps going and keeps responding to people. My blood's are perfect. My body is ripped. What are you talking about? All you clowns ever say is dark circles, though. Someone said he had dark circles in his eyes or something. Said you, you probably malnourished. So I don't. He just keeps going and battling with all these. I mean, he sent about called someone else an effing idiot. You have no idea what my life is. Writing a quick comment here and there proves nothing. So he battled it out in my comments for like three days. But he doesn't have time to debate yet. Maybe later this year. Maybe later. Is this he not year. in an open relationship recently as well? Uh, I think he's in an open relationship with uh, uh, with consistency in his uh, in his worldview. Um, Mm-hmm. Is that what they're in? Are they polyamory? The, the open relationship polyamorous? I wouldn't doubt it. That's probably why it's always the sexual stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, that looking forward to that. James Aspie. There's a bunch more comments from him, but I can't. I don't know where here. We'll let's go to his page. Let's go to his page and see what else he's up to. So, this is his lifestyle, right? He's here. We go. He's got. He's kicking it. Doing his activism right there on his phone. Just hardcore activism. He's got an OnlyFans also. Here's more activism from James. So hot. So ripped, James Aspie. Here he is. Activisting. What's happening, everybody? So I come on here again and try to help people who are wanting to go vegan. Any questions? Anyone? So Brandon, how's it going, bruh? Ava, what's happening? Some of my favorite people are. He always remembers. He always reminds me of one of these like kind of happy suffer dudes. It reminds me of these people that have taken way too much ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of what we used to call them in high school. Uh, when when they get that that like permanent like such so a. Like after, you know, when they're, when they're real young and they take a bunch of E, do a bunch of Molly, mm-hmm. they become what we, call, we used to call them E-tards. That's what he reminds me of. But I don't, I don't know. What do I know? I'm just an, a murderer, right? Here we go. Here's some more activism. Oh, yeah. There we go. Popping some pills. Kicking it by his private pool. Look, he's got a pool. He <laughs> turned money's going to a good cause. Definitely. There you go, they're so stoked. Look at them pretending to be happy. <laughs> For the animals. Oh man, happy New Year's, guys. The, the year we stop making excuses to slaughter animals and everyone goes vegan. So this is this is what his lifestyle is. Look at look at his uh Yeah. Some pull-ups, some house music for the animals. 
Look, bro, I'm so hot. You can be vegan and be hot for the animals, dude. <laughs> at, least they can, at least they can do a few more pull-ups and vegan gains, can anyway? I'll give, I'll give him that. <laughs> no, he looks good for a vegan, you know? He looks good for a vegan. I think he looks he looks all right for a vegan. Can't, can't say he looks bad for a vegan. People in the chat try to say he's on steroids or something. I, I don't think you need steroids to look nah, like that. Def- definitely not on steroids. I wouldn't, I wouldn't suspect he was on steroids. Um, so, yeah, there you go. He's, he's got, look, he's saving the animals. This puppy. He's going to save this puppy. Probably needs money for that. So, yeah, I don't know. Let's see. He was, uh, that? there was another post. He took it down. He was just asking for money, saying he needs money as soon as possible. Someone buy my van. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is what he's doing. He's big moves for the animals. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't know if he's actually going to step up. DB DB donated five bucks through uh, Streamlabs. Says James Aspie, uh, don't eat chickens. Stroke your yeah, stroke your roosters instead for the animals and the planet. Yeah, it's all, always with the. With the really weird sexual talk. John Connor donated five bucks. Says nobody will be vegan. Uh, very extremely gay and naive. When Elon Musk, scor- <laughs> Musk scorches the sky to block the sun, preventing plant growth. And Snake Plissken takes down the power grid, preventing indoor growing. Dang, that's a that's some... Uh, we got, we got some, some Bond villain shit going on in your mind right there, dude. That doesn't sound very pleasant. Thank you for the support, guys. Um... So yeah, Tommy. I mean, what do you, what do you make of this? What do you make of this? The lifestyle, the vegan activist lifestyle. You think this is for real? You think these people are helping the animals? No, and like I say, I've said it often. Like, you see the activists, like your normal activist on the street, basically spending out their own pocket to obviously travel to vigils, buy all the equipment they need for their, their, their groups and things like that. These guys are earning thousands of pounds a month, plus sponsorship deals and everything on top of it. It's quite disgusting. I don't think they would actually be big enough if there was no money involved, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it does, it does seem like that, right? Let's check out the stories. These, these vegans always have great stories. Let's see. Non-humans are Holocaust victims. They are rape victims. They are victims of enslavement. They are victims of oppression. Using this terminology does not take away the fact that others are also victims of these acts of violence and oppression. Non-humans are worthy of being spoken for in the correct way. And the animal holocaust, the vegan booty post. So, oh look, vegan booty. Oh, we know vegan booty. She's also so hot for the animals. Check out my check out my uh, my belly button piercing for the animals. <laughs> this is how they stop it, right? They hold up a sign and they write in marker. On a piece of paper, stop the animal holocaust, abolish animal slavery. Again, you guys are cowards. You guys are hypocrites. You think there's an animal holocaust, and you fight it by holding up a sign with marker written on it. right? You think the animals are being murdered, and this is how you stop it. If your family was actually being holocausted and murdered, this you, you would not act like this. If you actually believed what you profess you believe, you wouldn't be behaving like this. This is not how you would fight it. You guys are hypocrites and cowards. Like you guys live in virtual reality. Go ahead. I don't know if you actually seen it. Uh, vegan booty's recent post. She was on like TikTok. She was that's it. Actually, she was grabbing a pig's head off her, and the woman actually was fighting with her in the mall. All right, here we go. Yeah, let's check this out. Crazy. There you go. So she has a pig's head. Is that a real pig's head? 
I think it is, yeah. Okay, so she stopped. This is how she's going to fight the animal holocaust by buying a pig's head, putting. Is that it looks like fake blood? The color of that doesn't look like real blood. Real blood. I think I think she's actually took it off that butcher shop because the woman actually comes out and actually starts like wrestling with her and basically saying, "Would would that? Would you do this if I came to your work and done this and interrupt your job?" But how did she get it? She couldn't have got it. I. I it looks like she brought it there, right? Let's see. Let's let's check it out. <laughs> yeah, look at her. She's like, dirt, 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 dirt. <laughs> she just jumps over the camera. Look at this this woman who actually works a job. They're very different to them. No, a pig is very different from a dog and a cat. A pig has a lot more fat on it. Right? A pig has bacon. You're not gonna get that from a dog or cat. Um, so they're they're quite different. Very, very different. A pig is delicious. A dog or a cat, you use those to protect your pigs and your other animals from idiots like you. Pigs are more intelligent than dogs. They're the third most intelligent species on this planet. I don't think she got it from this. I think she brought that there because I don't see any other animal heads. This is like yeah. a mall butcher shop where they're not actually – like they're going to be buying – They'll be like like a big primal, and then they'll cut that into ribeyes and stuff like that. But I don't think they're gonna have heads next to elegant nails. Like you see a pig's head more in like a uh, like an ethnic butcher shop or something like that. You're more likely to see that. Why are you doing so this? So she, this chick, bought a pig's head. She went and paid for an animal to be murdered. And that's how she's fighting it. She paid. For that thing. I think to be honest, she maybe got it from like the Chinatown in Australia that they, they do things like obviously yeah. pigs' heads and things like that. Yeah, no, here the pig's head is like the most prized part. Like you make uh, head cheese and stuff like that. You know, the head is actually one of the best parts of the animal. Um, in most of the world, outside of the decadent, depraved West, people love pigs' heads. That didn't get shot in the head, clearly. There's not a bullet hole in its head. Did you do that yourself, Chick? Did you do it yourself? Throw it yourself! If you eat animal products, you are an animal abuser! <laughs> She's like... I like this butcher. Get out! Why are you so triggered? If you were happy, get so proud of your business, then you wouldn't be angry at me! And if I was speaking up for dogs being abused... This spoiled brat. What a spoiled brat. But there's no difference about paper. This is when she starts wrestling up, obviously. <laughs> okay, no, she must. Yeah, maybe she did take the head from her. Don't you have a life? I have every right to do you have a life? Oh, no, she didn't. Because if she stole the head, she would take it back. Can I come to your work and do this to you? I don't work. I don't have a job. I've never had a job. Yeah, if I'm going to animals, then sure, go ahead. Watch Dominion on her butt. Watch Dominion written on her butt. <laughs> oh, man. Are you proud to be an animal? Remember, everybody, her vote counts just as much as yours. He's on, he's on, he's on, he's on, Watch a YouTube video. See what really happens to them. If you consume animal products, 
The blood's literally all over you. You paid for that animal product, you lying slut. <laughs> you stupid little hoe. You paid for that. <laughs> check, check back in on a few years and she'll probably not even be vegan anyway. <laughs> right, right. How long has she been vegan, realistically? Less than a year, probably, right? Is she know. not supposed to be the vegan teacher's daughter or something, apparently? We, I, I don't believe that. I think maybe they were just trolling with that because... Vegan teacher has an, so. an American accent. I remember that we watched. The, we, there was the video of them together. And she's like, "This is my daughter." Mm-hmm. I think it's her spiritual daughter, right? Like it's her, uh, yeah, her vegangelical um, uh, spiritual mother. You have no idea what is happening in these industries. Watch Dominion Movement on YouTube. See what happens in our own country. What happens to these beings? You paid for that pig's head. You stupid hypocrite! Again. They're such hypocrites. Look, she's like crying. She tells everyone they have blood on their hands. And she's literally got a dead pig's head in her hands that she paid for. She brought that thing in there. <laughs> what an idiot. What a, what a dipshit. All right, so that, that was a James Aspie story. Let's see some more. Here we go. Nicole Aspie, this is his, uh, his OnlyFans. Here we go. Flying, jet setting, right? This is for the animals. There's no sound. Pete vlog. Our first business class experience. Not my first. Your first. My first. My first, but it's been about 10 years. <laughs> wait, they're flying first class? Or wait, no, is there, there's a different, I don't even know. Is there a difference between Business class and first class. I don't know this. I would. I would never get to fly either. No, no <laughs> I haven't flown since 2011. So they are flying. They're flying business class. Where? Look at this. What? All right. Here we go. Look at those seats. Look at those big old leather seats. The VIP vlog. The VIP vlog. Look at this like VIP bar. Not James Aspie's first. Not his first business class flight. (laughs) This is where your Patreon money is going, vegans. They're sitting on leather seats, flying from their vacation in Bali to their vacation in whatever other country they're going to now. About 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) We ruled the kitchen. They didn't have any tofu, they didn't have any tempeh, they didn't have any beans, so we're getting rice, veggies, and mushroom. Foot is what it's called in Cheers, gangster. The big business in Panama. And make the work vegan. Hell yeah, yeah. Big business in Panama. <laughs> there you go, flying first class. Yeah. That's probably. Look at that. What is this? Is that is that the flight? Dang. <laughs> this is this is for the animals. It's for the animals, guys. Look at that. For the animals. For the animals. We they really appreciate if you just just help them do this more. Wow, look at this. For the animals. That's for the animals. 
Airport shower. Look at that. Man. Amazing vegan meal, brah. This is all for the animals. Vegan tortellini stuffed with tofu. Panama. Right, like... <laughs> yeah. There we go. So, James Aspie, everybody. It's for the animals. I'm, I don't know, I'm, st I'm kind of amazed. Believable. I'm kind of amazed. I don't know what to say. Um, somebody, were you stoned? Of course. No, just finished shedding a few tears. <laughs> don't you live in Australia? Laugh my ass off the soy. Oh, so this, I think that was an, I don't know if that's an insult. I think this was the thread. Somebody sent me, a viewer sent me this and was like, dude, check it out. This guy's flying to Panama. He goes, I'm, on, I'm from Australia, but I live in Bali right now, and I'm heading to Panama today. So there he goes. He's, he's jet-setting for the animals. Your carbon footprint must be immense, says somebody. Uh, I think he covers his carbon footprint by not eating meat compared to most people. <laughs> CBD Norge. Stop being a hater and focus on the animals. Carnists yeah. will try to befriend you. They'll try to say Focus the vegan the ideology you've been brainwashed. Come over here. That's brainwashing. <laughs> that is the actual brainwashing. Dude, all right. That's. I don't know what to say, folks. We got Mr. Miner donated five bucks through uh, through Streamlabs. Thanks for the support, man. You guys like these streams? Please support the streams. The Streamlabs link. In the description, it says my family and I this week have started a keto diet. What are your suggestions for a good beginning, and which of your books do you suggest, Mister Miner? Right on, man. Um, when you say your family and you, if you have children, there's probably no reason that your children should be doing keto, right? So maybe you should uh, still prepare some carbohydrates for them. Uh, when you're starting keto out, make sure you're getting enough protein and fat, especially enough fat. Uh, eat to satiety. Don't focus so much on fat loss in the beginning. Get adapted to it. Make sure to get plenty of sodium in. Sodium is really important. And uh, you check out the, uh, I would say check out the carnivore cookbook, right? Because you want to focus on nutrient-dense animal foods as the basis of the diet. So check out the carnivore cookbook. That's probably going to be the best bang for your buck there. The ketogenic edge cookbook is really cool as well. And uh, if you do have children, like definitely don't. You know, children, ketogenic diet is a very, uh, it's highly satiating and it drops hunger down. If you got growing kids, you don't want to be dropping their hunger down. So maybe add some carbs for them. So um, yeah, that's the, that's the best way to start. And uh, check out the carnivore cookbook for sure. Make the basis of the diet fatty animal foods. Focus on that. If you're looking for fat loss, don't focus on the fat loss in the beginning. Eat until you're full. And uh, if you want to get deeper into it, you can uh, get into the weekly coaching calls. Become a member. Our website, primaledgehealth.com slash membership. There's a link in the description below. And uh, yeah, man, Mr. Miner, best of luck on your journey. Thanks for the support. Appreciate that. Hey, Tommy, cut out for a sec there. I think. Uh, yeah, mine's cut out down. Yours cut out, man. Mine was cutting out a lot at the beginning of this. So uh, it's been a little bit since you left the vegan movement. You left. Uh, you were a part of the Save movement, going to vigils. Yeah. Uh, you were a part of this whole let's go cry over the animals at the slaughterhouse. Um, I know we talked about last time how you see things quite differently, but I just want to say, first of all, like you look, you look awesome, dude. I know you've been making major gains. 
What do you have, like 155 now? Uh, 160. You made it to 160? Mm-hmm. Dude, that's crazy. Good job, bro. That's really cool. You uh, you started – I mean last time you told me you were like, yeah, I'm trying to get to 165. And I was like, well, slow down, man. Like that's probably going to take you at least a year. And I think you're like almost there and it's been a year, right? 70, 73 kilos, 164 pounds roughly. Okay. Dude, <laughs> good job. Good job. Making gains and uh, – so yeah, what do you uh, what do you make of where the vegan movement is going? Do you have any predictions on uh, what we might see in the near future as far as these activists go? Uh, it's kind of changed changed a lot since I've actually been, and I've seen them really focus a lot on Christianity and religion quite a lot, which I, I find is pretty strange. I don't know where they're going with that. It seems yeah, to be yeah. that they want to kind of deny God more than anything recently. Yeah, well, that's that's my view on it. Isn't that and weird? Why, why are they I've so... I've noticed as well that... They've... Oh, go, go for it, man. Keep going. Sorry. I've, I've noticed basically they've kind of taken out the health aspect. It's basically just 100% focused on the animals, which I feel is kind of really telling. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because I mean, we've had quite a few debates with some of these guys. And it seems like after these debates, they get really upset and they become really... Uh, kind of gung-ho on taking down and trying to debunk the idea of God, trying to, you know, dethrone God. I mean, it's, it's funny because it kind of really does show what the real spirit of veganism is and what the real spirit behind what they're doing is. And why, why are they so upset too? I thought they believed they win their debates, right? Theist, BTFO, we win. The, you guys say you won the debates, but then you're all obsessing over debunking God now. And you're all so upset about it. So if you guys... If you guys really won these debates that you claim you won, why do you want rematches? Why do you, why is Ask Yourself obsessed with rematches? Why are they why do they seem to have yeah. a narcissistic wound about it? It's very strange. It's funny that how they just react too. Like they're so reactionary. And for, since the the ex vegan movement happened, they've been in like pure reaction mm-hmm. mode against us. The thing that gets me is the majority of them are obviously are atheists, but when they're out in the streets debating people, like when they come up to cubes of truth and things, they're all using biblical verses to obviously advocate for the animals, which I feel is really, really strange. Why, if you're an atheist, are you using biblical verses to obviously tell people that they should be vegan? Yes. Well, like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Veganica is like... At first, it was, you should be vegan because veganism is compatible with Christianity. She loses that debate, and then it becomes, the next time she comes on, she begs to come back on, and then it becomes, Christianity is false because it doesn't, uh, because it's not vegan. <laughs> so it's like, it's, uh, the, the psychosis is, it gets, it's like a strong psychosis that happens after these debates. It's really weird to see. I've actually got a debate with her on Monday, and I feel that... Mm. Since the last time she was on your channel, I feel she's really, really changed a lot. It's just as if she's drifted away from God. She doesn't really know what God she's actually, she believes in. She believes that she's getting these kind of prophetic things into her mind. And yeah. I, I don't know. Strange, right? It's strange. It's, it, these people want to be their own God. They want to make up their own rules. They want to make up, they want to create their own fake uh, utopia here on earth. And that's their goal. You know, they think that just through their own will and through their own emotional reactions that they're going to somehow create a utopia here, which is 
Completely delusional. It's complete nonsense delusion. And actually watching your video last night, where he actually touched upon uh, Matthew Lau, I believe it was, where he was obviously kind of advocating for people to basically kind of malnourish yourself. It makes you think, is that all part of the greater plan that you've been talking about for years, basically? It's interesting, right? I mean, you, the idea of human engineering, the idea of engineering a society of essentially slaves who love their servitude is something that was talked about by Huxley and a lot of the eugenicists a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And what we're seeing now is you have the useful idiots at the ground level, which is what I've been saying for years. These are the useful idiots of the Revolution Inc., of Revolution Incorporated. Their goal is not only to destroy people's families, right? This is the fruits of veganism are the breaking up of families, the destruction of real relationships, the idolatry and worship of the self, their emotions and animals, um, and then also just this this rage at at uh, what they see as the injustices of what they call nature, right? Which I don't believe you can interpret nature without considering true anthropology, which means the fall, right? Which means if you're not going to consider yeah. the true history and anthropology as we see it, which is going to have to uh, take into account the fall, then you can't interpret any of the phenomena that you see in nature here. So they believe that uh, you know it's, it's like this Gnostic view of you know this this demiurge has created this aborted universe and it's so unjust. And if there is a god, he must be a big meanie. Um, and they want to actually dethrone God and put themselves on the throne of God and and make themselves the other uh, rulers of this fallen world. And they think that they're going to create a utopia through this. Like, oh, if we can just decrease the population enough, we're going to create a utopia, right? This mad idea that people like Bill Gates have, if we could just decrease the human population, then we could have a perfect world. If we could just control human breeding, we can have a perfect culture and society that'll last forever. And we'll just, uh, you know, we'll, we'll save everybody. And it's, it's really madness. It ends up genocidal. And I think these people have outed themselves. When you have conversations with these people, um, and you ask them what their solution to the animal holocaust is, and they admit to you that they don't want these animals to exist in the first place. When Joey Carbstrong says if he could push a button and make all the animals disappear, then he would push that button. Right? They are advocating for the complete genocide and total holocaust of all farm animals, saying that they want to save the farm animals. It's really insane. Well, most of the time what I actually heard when I was in the vegan movement was that they wanted to kind of eradicate humans because they believed that we were the scourge in the earth and the animals were innocent and we were the problem that was causing everything in the world. Now it's kind of, I suppose, slightly went both ways. Yeah, right. Well, we've got to get rid of humans and we've got to get rid of all suffering. And if you ask them, is there anybody that doesn't suffer, they'll say no. Right, and in their worldview, they believe that life entails suffering; that there's nobody that doesn't suffer. So, ending all suffering basically means to them ending all life. And a lot of them advocate for um, antinatalism, veganism, the ideology of veganism, mm-hmm. the real, the religion of veganism. Actually, logically leads to antinatalism, which is why most of them sterilize themselves. They believe that it's all just suffering. We're living among this uh, disgusting scourge of human of humanity that's killing all the animals, and humanity is just so bad. So they don't want to be alive. They have this dysphoric vision of the cosmos. They have this dysphoric vision of this fallen creation that we live in, and they don't believe that there is salvation 
They don't believe that there's, they believe in an earthly salvation, in a, uh, in this, uh, you know, earthly utopian salvation. But in order to get there, you know, you gotta, you know, to make an omelet, you gotta break a few eggs, right? They, they, you gotta, we gotta get rid of all the people, we gotta get rid of all the, ve all the non-vegans, we gotta get rid of all predatory animals, some of them say, we gotta give condoms to lions. It's like, it's, it's really crazy. Like, we're gonna, we're gonna sterilize the lions to stop the suffering and predation in nature is a actual vegan argument now that comes from people like a uh, cosmic skeptic and some of these dorks yeah. they believe that this is really insane veganica actually made a telling comment the other day in her video she actually said that the pigs in the slaughterhouse suffer more than jesus did in the cross which i thought was absolute blasphemy it is I mean, it is animals do not suffer like we do animals don't have a rational soul and vegans even admit this when they say oh well they don't know any better so when you just show the animals earthlings, then they'll know better. Oh, no, well, they don't have the ability to because they're not as sentient as us, right? They have these different ways of justifying their so-called speciesism. They don't believe that animals and humans are really equal because they hold humans accountable for things that they don't hold animals accountable for. But how disgusting and blasphemous is that to say pigs suffer more than Jesus did on the cross, right? So the, the, the pigs are suffering for your sins. I mean, this is just this – is, this is literal insanity, and this is why it – it's so sad. What these people are doing is long-term mutilation of their, themselves. They're doing long-term physical mutilation of their bodies by destroying their health. Long-term spiritual mutilation, uh, mutilation, mutilating their soul uh, through this disgusting, blasphemous worldview that they, uh, that they profess. And uh, they, they mutilate their own relationships. They cut themselves off from their family, as you see with Gary Yurofsky. Uh, and mm -hmm. you can see it in these people's faces. They're miserable. You very rarely see vegans smiling or acting chill. Like James Aspie was kind of like one of the last ones, but it seems like the, the facade's coming off. You know, he's not doesn't seem so chill and just uh, chill and stony anymore, bro. It's like, you know, the, these people, they end up being miserable. They end up exuding nothing but hatred for themselves and humanity. And it's, uh, it's really sad. It's really sad. So again, if, you got, if you're a vegan and you're watching this, we don't hate you. We're here to help you, right? We're running a vegan rescue. We're legit. The point, the point is, what the vegans don't realize as well, they think all these other vegans in their group are basically their friends. They're not your friends. See, the minute your health fails and you have to make a choice to obviously save your life over an animal's, they'll ditch you at the first chance. They'll slander your name and they'll say, you were never vegan. You were never my friend. And not only that, as soon as you get in the way of their donations, right? If you become, if you become a... Uh, a bigger receiver of the donations from the donor, you're going to become a target too. They will throw you under the bus to get that Patreon money. They'll throw you under the bus so that they can go head off to Bali for six months and, uh, and pay a few poor people to let them film at their chicken slaughterhouse, the, the so-called Holocaust, right? This is, this is how they – let's see. There's a video he put up. Here we go. I think it's this one. See video. Here he is at a cow slaughter facility. Here he is at a chicken slaughter facility. He's paying these people to let him in these things. I've got to find the chicken one. The chicken That's one. actually true. They do do that. They actually do pay them to let them in. Right. Like Joey Carbstrong is not breaking into a turkey farm in the middle of the night. He's paying one of the workers to bring him in there. <laughs> these... he, he did it about a year ago as well. He went to, I think it was his birthday, I believe. He went to a halal slaughterhouse. He actually paid them to actually go in there and watch the animals get killed basically for his birthday, which was pretty, pretty insane. Right, so we're going to stop the animal holocaust 
by paying the people who are doing the animal holocaust to let us film videos of the animal holocaust and then we're like this they're in here filming this he's in here filming this they're filming the butcher and slaughter of these animals I can't find the chicken one. There was a chicken one where there. It's just like a you know like a a, a slum, right? You see these chicks, these uh, these like uh, Bali women, uh, much healthier than James Aspie, by the way. And they're you know they're in this like small like rural slaughter facility, and each one of them probably slaughtered you know twenty chickens in that session. Uh, they're doing they're doing their slaughter, and he's sitting there filming. He's paying them to film them. Oh, this is so terrible, mate. Uh, here's, here's five bucks for this. I'll give you some, like, five bucks. Like, just, just giving them a, a little bit of money so he can film it and then goes and asks for money so that he can fly somewhere else, pay the animal holocausters to film the so-called murder. You guys are hypocrites. If you believe that was murder, you would stop it. You wouldn't pay to film it. If you believed there was a holocaust, you would actually step up and do something to stop it. Right? If there was a real holocaust going Sorry. on and billions of animals are being slaughtered and it's the same as humans being slaughtered, you would not fight it by filming it and then filming yourself doing you know, biceps curls. Doing biceps curls and, uh, for the animals. Here he goes, another one. Are you going to debate Primal Edge Health? <laughs> so many people asking him that. Yes, for the hundredth time. I'm very busy right now, but sometime this year... And then he goes, some other person says something. I'll give you the summary. So here we go. I'll give you the summary right here. James Aspie will explain how it's wrong to harm farm animals just like it's wrong to harm dogs, cats, humans, etc. Primal Edge Health will say there's no morals without God. Morality is subjective. The end. That is completely untrue. That is never my argument. Morality is not subjective. Right? So then he goes... Uh, he says to Yushano, I guess he might have banned this guy, Yushano, because he's not there anymore. Yushano, do you think God would want to destroy his beautiful animals? Primal Edge Health, are you sure there wasn't a misprint in the Bible? So, oh, there, the Bible's wrong. God's mean, right? It seems pretty savage to create sentient beings for the sole purpose of being murdered. I think God is way better than that. So it doesn't believe in God, but let me tell you what God is because of how I feel, right? God would be ashamed of you. Doesn't believe in God, but knows how, he, how God feels, right? Uh, the devil would definitely be your homeboy, though. I heard he loves murder. I don't know how more obvious it could be. Let me try. Murder equals bad. Love equals good. Do you think God would want a vegan slash love world or a murder slash cannibal? This is the, the level of discourse from these atheist vegans, right? Oh, God doesn't ex exist, but if he does, I hate him and he's mean. Right? It's like no, they don't want they don't want to actually have a conversation about this, right? They just want a straw man. So I, I give a nice response. I said, "Hey man, I didn't tag you here. Not sure what these arguments you're asking about, where these arguments you're asking about came from. But these are not my arguments. Though we should definitely discuss those, as I do believe in God, as we are Orthodox Christian. Look forward to chatting. Definitely bringing these uh, definitely bring these questions up when we talk. Might warrant a few extended conversations." So then this guy keeps on strawmanning me and I tell him to call into open lines on Saturday. If you believe that you and are being gaslighted, then... He, he actually has not called in, of course, right? I tell him, call in, debate, let's debate. And let's see, did he respond? No, he didn't respond. I thought he did respond. Some of these people responded and said, yeah, yeah, I'll call in, sure. Someone says, narcissistic knob. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
I mean, it's just, it's really, this is really hypocritical. Here we got uh, Doth4580 says it's Ted Buck. Uh, Streamlabs, thank you very much. Doth4580 says uh, veganism is the nutritional policy of the Luciferian New World Order. Uh, yeah, it's, it's all, it's to save the world, it's to save the planet. We're going to save the planet. We're all going to save the planet. And it's a lie. It's a lie. These people want to destroy your health. And when your health fails, they blame you. They gaslight you. And then they tell you, you're bad, and you didn't do it right. You did it wrong. And they want to destroy the animals too. They don't want the animals to exist. But they're stopping the animal holocaust with full holocaust of all animals. It's freaking madness. All right. Um, I think we, we might want to wrap this up. It's been, going, it's been going a little while. And of course, what do you know? No vegans called in. Right? Open invitation to all these vegans who have been arguing with me on Instagram all week. I've been telling them, call in on Saturday. I want to do open debate. Call in. All right, so Tommy, thanks for debating me. You win. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the win, definitely. <laughs> I admit defeat. You win, dude. You got a better accent. I freaking yeah. love that. That thick Scottish accent is like... Is like butter on that on my bread. That's that. I love it, man. I just want to say thank you for uh, for calling in, Tommy. Uh, there's a, yeah. Thanks a lot for calling in, man. Um, obviously, you're doing great. I appreciate the chat and uh, keep doing what you're doing, Tommy. I, I love the work you've been doing, uh, helping people recover from eating disorders. I've been saying for a long time that veganism is an eating disorder. I don't know where you stand on that, uh, but it seems like. I remember you told me that in your eating disorder recovery, they see leaving veganism as a major step in recovery. Is that true? That's absolutely true, yeah, because in most eating disorder centers, veganism is basically banned. You're not allowed to be vegan for that very reason because a lot of people can use it as a mask for their illness. And obviously as well, it's very nutrient devoid. So you're going to have a lot of deficiencies and you're not going to heal your body the way it can. So they see that as a big step forward to actually fully recovering and taking back your life. Yeah. Well, we got, hey, we got someone else calling in. Let's see if Scott Henderson, Scott Henderson's calling in. Hold on. Let's see if it's a real person. Just make sure. Scott, you there? Scott, you there? ask you to unmute scott throw your video on so we know you're a real guy hey do you have a hello oh scott oh wait hang on what's up man you got a video all right there we go what's up scott yeah just mute mute the browser This is that's what that's what vegans thoughts. That's like the the this is what vegan dreams sound like. <laughs> that's James Aspie's dream world that we hear. Hey, call back. Hey, let's see. I'm gonna stay on if, if if Scott wants to call back in. Um, let's I'm, I'm just going to drop off now. It's been great speaking right to you, bro. Justin. Thanks all right. for all your help and cool. to you and your family. All right, man. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for calling in, and have a great one, Tommy. God bless, man. Speak to you soon. Take yeah. care, everybody. Bye bye. We'll see if Scott jumps back in. One second, guys.
उसको नो दिया बस फिर से देख यू सच अ लो फुकु व्हाट आर यू डूइंग इट्स अटैक मी डू यू ड्रिपिंग विद दैट बनाना दिस इज देयर्स अ एग Well, we're gonna get. I think Scott's gonna call back. Scott, call back up, man. All you gotta do is mute your browser. Um, I gotta go stop the washing machine. It's fluctuating the electricity, and I hear this battery going off and off. Hey, Jess, pause the washing machine for me, or unplug the fridges. We got electrical issues here. We've got electrical issues here. All right, we're we're waiting on. Uh, if anyone else wants to call in, look, there's here. Let me uh, let me put the link in the actual live chat right now. We're gonna close this out. Let's leave that up. That's a good one. All right. I thought we were signing out, but we're not. We have somebody called up. I don't know if he wants to debate or just chat. Either way, it's cool. Scott Henderson, let's get him back in. Here he is. Let's see if it works this time. We had the we had the Exorcist going on there. We had like crazy loop feedback of the sound, but it'll probably. Hello. Hey, Scott. I think it's working finally. There's no. We're good. Feedback. I think there might be a bit of a delay there. Are you Scottish as well? That's not a Scottish accent. Uh-oh. Oh yeah, there's like a huge, huge delay. I think. <laughs> okay. What about now? Are we still delayed? And um, I, th- I think I think we're not too bad now. I, d- I don't know if I'm delayed. Is that? Am I? Am I just? Is this another Scottish accent? You Scot? You a Scotsman as well? Scott the Scotsman? Uh, no, I'm, well, I'm on the borders of Scotland, but. It might might have a little bit of a twang. I like it. I I love the I like the Scottish accent. It's it's a uh, it's very. I don't know. There's something about it. Maybe it's, I actually have. I'm not Scottish. Like you know, I'm not. I have ancestors from Scotland. I'm not actually from Scotland, but maybe that's it. It's in my blood. Yeah. Um. So what's going on, man? All right. Yeah. So I'm a little bit nervous. Cause I've never did a live stream before or anything like that, but um. I mean, I don't know how much I can comment on because I know you were talking more about the activism side of things. Okay. For me, um, I was more of a health vegan, but then I later kind of awoke to the um, ethical side of things, which kind of reinforced the veganism. So for me, um, I ate a lot of like processed meats, um, kind of high carb, you know, the kind of stereotypical diet. Okay. Um, and then I ended up with inflammatory bowel disease, uh, specifically ulcerative colitis, and then uh, Crohn's disease. And, and then that turned into, was it like dysplasia, which is like the, the early stages of cancer. So that was a big, huge scare. And obviously, like, the doctors were like, well, tough. Like, you've got this. You're going to just have to take medication for the rest of your life, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so obviously, like, I started searching um, and... The plant-based diet kept proper, kept kind of cropping up. Yeah. Um, and I tried doing, was it the Jason Bill? Um, I don't know if you're familiar with him. No. He does a lot of like smoothies and juices and stuff. He's, I think okay. he's the UK guy. Um, 
And then I came across, I don't know if you're aware of high carb health. Um, they've helped a lot of people with okay. um, inflammatory bowel disease, but it is predominantly is a, on like a plant-based diet. Yeah. Um, I was talking to my friend in Australia and I was like, oh, I think I need to go vegan. Yeah. Um, and she, she was like, because like, I don't know, this might, I hope this doesn't come across insulting or anything, but um, she she was from India and, and these guys originally were from India. Um, yeah. And so she was like, oh, I think like, like diet based on where, where you, where your ancestors came from. And I was like, okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense. So I started eating more kind of keto diet, but then there, like, there was still, I was still on medication and having lots of problems. Yeah. And then um, I decided to work with High Carb Health. So um, they work off a model called the Dr. David Klein. No, he's not a doctor, but David Klein is it, where he promotes like predominantly like a raw till four. Nothing, if you've got bleeding and diarrhea, it's predominantly um, lots of bananas, lots of dates, um, okay. lots of things that are that I used to consider easy on the digestive system to kind of heal that tract. And then nothing but potatoes and maybe some carrots with no salt, no sauces for about six months. Um, so like I kind of came off the medication and eventually I noticed that I wasn't like rushing to the toilet like crazy. I'd had um, a few colonoscopies and they said that it wasn't the diet, that it was probably just medication that was working. And I told them that I was no longer taking the medication. Uh-huh. Um, and then it all kind of stemmed, kind of escalated from there. So I kind of, but like over the last four years, I've still had like a lot of bloating. Um, the, the last month especially, um, I've, I've had like major, major brain fog. Um, I started following, like I tried the Dr. Moss uh, tinctures. I, I did 40 days of um, nothing but like juices. I did water fasts, dry fasts. Um, something just didn't feel right. Like I felt weaker. Um, I haven't like been to the gym in maybe, like when I did go to the gym in the last four years, I just feel like tired all the time. Yeah. I would be taking like naps. Um, like last week, I was like napping a lot through the day. Um, but then I know medical medium, Anthony Williams, he was saying um, that um, he like, like he kind of like messed with my head for a bit. He was like, you've got to cut out all the salt. He was like, most vegans um, who feel better when they start eating eggs, it's because um, the, the eggs start feeding pathogens in the gut. And I was like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense then. I started increasing all I had. God, I tried. It, the supplements he recommended were cat's claw, shisandra's root, vitamin C, um, vitamin D, um, obviously B12. Um, what was it? Did I say cat's claw, lemon yeah, balm? Yeah, yeah. Um, got a whole host of things. Yeah. Uh, and, and he was saying that like the reason why I have discomfort bowels still is because you've got a lot of heavy metals and I'm a big believer that you know for my environment we pick up a lot of stuff like that so I assume that the bloating was because of that so um, I did what he called the heavy metal detox smoothie so wild blueberries from Canada um, barley grass juice powder um, manic dust um, bananas orange juice that sort of mix of thing so that's kind of like a rough kind of idea of um yeah. Um. Like, 
my kind of journey. But I definitely feel like like that someone was saying about like eating disorders and things, and I've never had an eating disorder. But now looking at looking back, like over Christmas, I think my mum bought me some bread and it was gluten free yeah. and um, it contains eggs in it. And I, I just like freaked out because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I thought that eggs and, and, and meat, because they talk about like how... Toxic, um, right? And the medical medium says that they're getting... Like high carb health have said and stuff yeah, yeah. that, you know, the digestive tract. Sorry, we do have a oh. delay. They say it's toxic, right? They say that. I'll go on. Yeah, they they say that the meat is it's going to toxify your body. Uh, you're you're not able to digest the meat. It's giving you toxins. It's and it's also it's like the the vibration of meat. It's lowering your vibrations. The things yeah. that we get told, right? And it's they essentially they're making they're not just making a. Uh... Yeah, it's... Go ahead, go ahead. I hear you th- hear your thoughts on that. It's weird. There's usually not a delay. Oh, I was just going to say because they say that if. You want to, hey Scott, do me a favor. Try disconnect from from this chat, like leave yeah. the room and then come right back in, and I bet the delay will be gone because you're not that far from where Tommy was and he had zero delay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, th- I mean it's right. Yeah, go ahead, man, and I'll just I'll, I'll talk a little bit while you're gone. So man, this this guy's been through the ringer, right? Like he's been through. He started getting some relief when he changed his diet initially, and then the bloating, the brain fog, the chasing your tail for years, yeah? Eventually, he ends up medical medium. Medical medium channels entities. The entities, the spirits tell him what foods are good, what foods are bad. The spirits, right? He calls it the spirit, right? What spirit? What spirit is this? I know tons of people who've done, not tons, but I know several people who have listened to the medical medium. It sucks, right? But these, some of these people who get so deep into veganism, who listened to the medical medium uh, diet, who listened to the, uh, the advice given by medical medium and ended up thrashing their health significantly. Hey, what's up, man? How's the delay now? Um, hey, yeah, no, it seems really gross. Cool. How about you? Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, um, they were saying that, like, it, like even Joey said this in person, he says like if you eat death, it becomes you. And I was like, oh, that makes sense because I've, I've I've had the early stages of cancer, inflammatory bowel disease. I didn't think about like that it could potentially be the grains, maybe even the processed meat and all the stuff that, that that's inside that. Um, so and then they say about like the digestive tract. Um, is it that it's it's a, a lot longer, like a like a herbivore. So I was like, okay, that that makes sense. Um, and like, but that's actually not true. When you look at colons, so therefore it goes through quicker, and it doesn't have the time to putrefy and turn into sulfur. And then, um, but then I was watching a video the other day that was saying kind of like the opposite, and I was like, it's just one massive like kind of head. Try to think of a ways to articulate what I want to say. Swearing. Yeah. No, I, I, I. Can you hear me? Or we have a huge delay still, or how's how's the delay? Oh, it's going in and out again. Shoot, you got bad internet. Tommy was all right in here. Man, I wish I wish we had I wish we had a good connection so that we could actually communicate effectively. This is the communication is really poor right now. Um, 
right. If you could hear me, Scott, that's what I'm gonna say. You're you're lost in a mire right now. You're 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 so lost in the confusion, in the conflicting information that you're constantly reading. You're looking for health. You're looking for healing. You've let all these people's uh, dogmas and ideologies basically infect you, and you've become super fearful of the foods you eat. You said you've never had an eating disorder, but I really wanna, I really wanna implore you to talk with, uh, with Tommy. I really wish you could, uh, you could talk with Tommy. Tommy would most definitely have some very good advice here. We got, we got Drew Morg in the chat right now as well. Let me see if, uh, if Drew, Drew's waiting in the waiting room. We'll see if Scott, how's the delay now? How's the delay now? Um, oh, how's the delay now? That seems a bit better. <laughs> but now there's an echo. But now there's a rise of technology. Right, there we go. You muted it? Yeah, I think I think we're good now, finally. The delay is better. Look, man, you're, you, you're lost in just a sea of upheaval and confusion with all this, right? That's basically what you're getting at is you're super confused yeah. and you don't know what to do. So you're bloated, you got brain fog, you feel like crap. You've tried all these different ways of being vegan. You've even listened to the medical medium who's channeling spirits. The medical medium, this dude channels spirits and the spirits tell him what people need to do. Yeah, I mean, don't know if they're good or bad spirits. <laughs> well, I'll tell you right now that they're not good spirits. These spirits do not have your best, uh, your best uh, in mind. So you got Drew Morg up in the chat right now. He says medical medium killed Megan Elizabeth's friend, dead from cancer, tumor to death in under six months. Told her to ignore all symptoms. Right? You're listening to people who don't care about your health. You're listening to people who don't care about you. When you said earlier, you never really thought of yourself as having an eating disorder, you never got diagnosed with an eating disorder, all the fear around food that you've developed in trying to seek health and in dealing with all these vegan people have put you in a situation where you're exhibiting all of the symptoms. Now, look, I'm not giving medical advice. I'm not a professional eating disorder counselor, but I would tell you that I would highly suggest that you talk to Tommy Kelly, who was just in there, right? I've got his email right here. His email's in the chat. Let me just... uh See if I can. Can you write? Do you have a pencil or pen, or you could? Do you see Tommy in the chat? Copy his yeah, email. Yeah, T Kelly nine oh six at googlemail dot com. That's Google Mail. Will you spell it all out? Yeah. Googlemail dot com. T Kelly nine oh six at Google Mail. First of all, Tommy Kelly is somebody who really cares about your health. Tommy Kelly is somebody who's seen like who's seen. Many people experience things like this. Um, so, yeah, man, you, you, you definitely, for sure, you know you need help. I'm glad you're, I'm really glad you called in. Um, and the medical medium and the spirits that he's channeling are not going to help you. Durian Ryder and these people don't care about your health. And, um, yeah, you're going to be, the, I, you're going to get better, man. You, you're going to get better. Stop listening to all these nutcases who are telling you, what you need to do. You've got a hundred different things in your mind of what you should do. Sit down and have a conversation with Tommy and talk with some of these people like Tommy. Sky is another one who uh, was very helpful with uh, with eating disorder recovery. And okay. yeah, man, I, you can get your health back. It's going to take time and patience and you're going to have to get through a lot of these mental hurdles. But uh, you've been through, you've been through the standard vegan journey. 
This is very standard. And what the vegans will tell you, when you're not vegan anymore, they'll say, oh, you were never in it for the animals. They'll gaslight you. They'll tell you you're a terrible person. You're a murderer now. You're a scumbag. But you're not a murderer. You're not a scumbag. These people are killing billions of insects. Go ahead. Yeah. I've had quite a bit of hatred with our friends, which I didn't think I would get because last Saturday, I got to the point where, like, I just could not focus. My brain fog. I literally felt like I had Alzheimer's. Like, I don't think I would be able to have this conversation because it just got so bad. Um, and I decided to document and I thought, right, do you know what? I can try it for a month and if it doesn't work, then I can go back to the vegan diet or whatever. Um, and I was sitting there for like half an hour looking at these fried eggs and I filmed it because I think it's it's important to kind of like document it to see what the progress or lack of progress would be. Yeah. Um, and I actually like really enjoyed those eggs. Um but like the hatred I got and it's like, oh, you're not doing it right or it's because you're lacking the vitamins. It's like, I've tried the war and piece of vitamins. I did dry fasting, juice fasting. I've tried any variation and I'm not yeah. eating just junk food yeah. or like crappy vegan stuff. Stop listening to these people. These people don't care about your health. You need to cut these people off from your life. This is what you need to do and you need to eat a steak, right? Those eggs, how, how good did you feel after eating those eggs physically? Um, a, lot, a lot stronger, a lot more focused the next day. Dude, what, what I'm trying to do is I'm yeah. trying to desensitize myself to the whole ethical side because I won't go into that, but um, I've, I'm trying to do it slowly. So I had some like milk, some raw milk yesterday yeah. um, and I was fine. Um, and, and I've yeah. noticed some reduced symptoms that I had. Like I would wake up with like a weird meta- metallic kind of mucusy taste, sometimes like some like weird blood. And for the first time in a long time, yesterday and today, it's just been like clear saliva. Stop, yeah, stop like, juicing, dude. Stop making these juices. Stop listening to medical medium. Get more raw milk. Get some colostrum. And get a, you buy a ribeye steak. You, you think you felt good after those eggs? You, you should yeah. you go to the ribeye steak. Don't eat fish first. Go get yourself a ribeye steak. Get yourself a good ribeye steak that's got a big old fat cap around it. And put that on a really searing, hissing hot frying pan in some butter. And get both sides of it with a nice little crust. Get the inside. You want that inside to be kind of pink. Get a nice sear on that steak. Eat that steak. There is nothing to feel guilty about. You're getting your health back, man. You've listened to all these people for so long. They don't care about you. They don't care about you physically. What they care about is maintaining their uh, maintaining their illusion. They care about polishing their glass house. And they will they will let you die. And they will say, oh, he just did it wrong. right? Who cares about all these people, man? Like they really... Uh, stop Stop showing them. Stop asking for their approval. That's going to be the first big step. And uh, talk to talk to Tommy, man. Tommy and Sky are really good to talk to. Let's pull in Drew Morg right now. Drew Morg's got a friend who also listened to the medical medium, destroyed her health. Or a friend of a friend, I think. Got Drew Morg coming in. Where's he at? What's happening? There we go. What's going on, guys? It's cracking, Drew. Hey. Hey, how you doing, Scott? I was just watching you, by the way, on the... I was watching the full stream. He's in the chat. He's like, let me in. Let me in there. Let me in. Let me let me talk to this guy, man. Let me talk to my fellow vegan brethren. Former here. vegan Actually, right here. Now, now he, didn't, he didn't get to the point where you went to, like, as far as the health failing that badly. But this dude has been around a lot of vegans who've been there. And this is no surprise to him. This is no surprise to me, what you've told me. And, uh, yeah, th- what you got, Drew? What you got for Scott here? Yeah, well, so I can see the wheels turning in Scott's head just talking about 
like the flip-flopping going back and forth and not really uh, being able to put it like put it fully together about what's right and what's wrong. Um, something, a few things that you need to understand is that there's going to be science and a lot of vegans will use, they'll, they'll hit you with whatever angle they got. They got the science angle covered. They got the ethical angle covered. They got the, you know, so the science and the health will kind of go together. They'll gaslight you into believing up is down, down is up, right? They got the sources. They got the magic, Dr. Gregor, you know, that they've, Mike the vegan, um, I've actually, that's what's messing me up the most is, so I've just qualified as a nurse and uh, my dissertation was around how vegan, a vegan diet could like reverse chronic illness. And now I'm hearing all this and I'm, and I'm just like, is it a vegan diet? Like, is it that that's, that's getting people better? Like, I just, yeah, I feel like I need to look more into this. So a lot of that stuff that we're realizing now, and so I think that vegans' good hearts were leveraged for many years to get this movement rolling. I'd say 2014 was really the peak of the social media era, era of veganism rising to fame. Um, and this is where I, I started getting caught up in it. And I, I went vegan at that time. I've, I've been ex-vegan for two years now. I was vegan for almost five years, to give you a, a little bit of a backstory there. Um, but at that time, all this stuff was being promoted and it felt like new, it felt revolutionary, it felt groundbreaking. All these new studies were coming out. This is what was making it sound like it had some legitimate yeah. steam behind it. And then um, a few years later, it all starts to kind of unravel, it gets exposed. And really for me, I don't know if you know who I am at all, but I have my own channel and stuff like that. But I lived in Hawaii for two full years with an entire vegan community. I've done the 30-day juice fast, the John Rose juice fast. I was there when John Rose had 1,500 subscribers. I was making little documentations, giving it out to people in his channel to, to, because that guy's a a kook anyway. So I took all of his information. I condensed it into like a couple pages, which I still have on my Google Docs. And I I put it together for people. People, oh, thank you so much. You know, it felt like this revolutionary movement, people that were wanting to get these new health benefits. Oh, it makes so much sense. You know, we're all eating meat. We're all sick. We want better digestion. Let's do this. Like it, it all makes sense. Let's heal the digestion. But you come to find out that like that stuff has no bearing on your long-term digestive relief. Trust me. I, I've been there. Like, and I don't know if you had the same results as me during the 30 day juice fast, but you, you come to find out that you never stop pooping, uh, even though you're eating no fiber. Uh, you, yeah. Even on day 40. <laughs> Day 40, you're still pooping. And then you're, you're like, amazed. How much more like, poop can you have in you? <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, I'm cleaning myself out. This is cellular metabolic waste. And there's all this quackery. You want to find out? Find out. Oops. Find <laughs> out. Sorry. Come. Sorry. Mark we got to let the donations roll. That's very key. <laughs> we'll read them. Well, you, you guys are on a roll. We'll let you guys roll, and then we'll read the donations in a minute. Sure. So um, just kind of going back to what he was saying, you know, the, the, the people around you trying to influence you on your way out of veganism, because you've already messed around with some eggs. So you've already dipped your toes in the water. You might as well go all the way and, yeah. and do your own self-reflection after you consume these foods. Like Tristan was telling you about that ribeye. I agree. Skip the fish. Not that there's anything wrong with it. You will feel good. You will like it. Yeah. Enjoy but, fish, but first have a ribeye. <laughs> Jump that right ribeye will, will change the game for you. And uh, you know, like do it in hiding if you need to don't tell anybody and i just want to say too cut those people that, out all these people who are making yeah. you feel guilty about what you eat what the hell kind of friend is that these are insane people who are using yeah. you to prop up and polish their own glass house and you need to cut them off they don't care about you they don't care drew cares about you tommy kelly cares about you they want you to be healthy 
right? We care about you. I we had, want you to be healthy. I had people move out of my house when I started cooking animal foods in, in Hawaii. Uh, a, a couple, they moved out of my house. And these people are all hypocrites. They're, they're child brains. They don't actually understand. They moved out of my house because I was cooking animal foods to a friend who wasn't even vegan. Like, that doesn't even make sense. So that's how these people roll. They're like, oh, we thought we were living in a vegan house, you know, and uh, but like then they go and they do they do other stupid stuff. Just like you saw James Aspie earlier. They're all bragging about how they're in first class, but they're flying on leather animal seats. You think that they would, you know, trade that ticket in and get, donate that extra money to some cow sanctuary or something like that. But no, they don't. They, they'd rather fly first class. You know what I'm saying? Was it Joey Pavson? I actually met him like a couple of years ago. And, and he, he said in a nice way that if you're not actively uh, like protesting and not like a proper vegan, you're a coward. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, cause I just didn't feel like, like protesting was, was some, like I saw the ethical side of things and sure, I didn't want to like cause harm to animals and, and see them brutally killed and stuff. And I didn't want to contribute to that. Um, but I didn't feel like I was a coward by not protesting. And I was thinking, wow, I'm like you're basically saying you're not like a proper vegan, but um, it's just I'm an yeah, but look at Joey Carpshaw. When you hung out with Joey Carpshaw, did he strike you as a well-adjusted, intelligent, and emotionally stable human being that you would want to be, you know, hanging out with long-term? Does he seem like a, a mentally well-adjusted, he's healthy very, person? Um, on edge, like very, he seemed like quite tense and anxious, but yeah, just quite tense and anxious. Right. And isn't that kind of how you felt after long-term veganism as well? <laughs> Is it like... There's a, there's a pattern here of this tension, this fear, the like, uh, you know, it, you, you, you're starving yourselves. You're legitimately starving yourselves, and that's why you're so hyper-aware and sensitive. It's, it's funny because I did this juice fast, um, and, I, and I looked pretty ripped down below, but then, like, I, I look back now, like, I feel like this week I was looking back, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can see my rib cage. I can see, like, like I'm so gone in the face and stuff, and I'm like... Like, how is this healthy? Did, like, ha, like ha, how could it, like, everyone was pointing out, like, my parents, my lecturer, they're all, all saying they're so worried. I'm like, look, no, you're wrong. You've got it wrong for all, all these years. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is going to reverse all chronic illness, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, well, you're not you're not on the fence anymore. You're 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 over the fence, and yeah. you've got like one of your hands is kind of holding onto the fence still. Before you you're out of it, man. You're done with this. You see through it. You see through the facade. You know these people don't care about you. Well, Tristan, he said the key word. He said, "I can always go back to the vegan food." That's not yeah. going anywhere. <laughs> exactly. So you you can you can experiment in hiding, and and eat. You know. Go to your mom's house and say, "Mom, I need I need a roast. Yeah, cook me up the biggest roast you got." And she's gonna be like, uh, <laughs> Honey, yeah, "I can't yeah. wait to make this for you." And she's gonna cook it up for you, something you had when you were a kid. Yep, and it's gonna change the game. See, that, that's how I know it's good. Like, I saw some, I got some raw organic cheese, and it came through. And like, <laughs> Mama, I don't know if you've had this as well. Like, I, I put it out in the universe. Of like, look, okay, something's a bit off here. If, if I'm not doing the correct vegan diet, what what should we do? What should we eat? And I'd be dreaming about eating steaks and I'd be dreaming about drinking milk. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like my mind's got it all wrong. It's got it all wrong. But when I got this cheese and I was just like, oh my God, it's, it's cheese. And, and I used to like tell everyone about like how vegan cheese, you know, it's not so bad. And this one tastes just like real cheese. And when I tasted it, I'm like, wow, like, like the, the, there's no vegan cheese that can compare to that. And I'm like, it's like every time my mom was cooking a roast of beef, 
my mouth would water and I'm like, no, my body's got it wrong. That's not right. The science says this, that like this says that. And it's, yeah. Scott, when, like, obviously, when Tristan was describing the, the ribeye to tell you to make your, your face, you looked so happy. Like your, your face was like, the smile was ear to ear. You yeah. Know? It's a bit it's night so, and day, like hearing you talk about your juice fasting and then hearing you just say the words <laughs> raw cheese. <laughs> Dude, and you, this is not because, oh, you're just so brainwashed and you don't know that vegan cheese is better and you just need to watch Earthlings again. It takes so much energy and so much time to hype yourself into avoiding these foods. And one bite is all it takes and your, your body relaxes, your mind relaxes a little bit. You've been fasting. This whole time you've been doing veganism, you're fasting. You are fasting for the most important foods that sustain the body, that build your central nervous system. And... Dude, you're blessed that you can still create a coherent sentence and that you're still able to see out of it because some people get some people get so bad before they finally some people's like families have to have an intervention, right? And you've come to the point where it's like you made the decision yourself. You see that it's changing you. Just dude, drop the juicing for a while. You can always go back to medical medium and listen to his spirits tell you to put blueberries in your mouth all day. You can go back yeah, to that anytime. <laughs> Right, like, like hey. when you say it like that, is at the time it's like, oh, like he's got some insight that the rest of us don't have. But, yeah. um, Everybody wants to reinvent the wheel. Everybody wants to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, and these I people, don't... they're getting paid. These people are making a lot of money, a lot of money. So that's that's a, you, you know, not that there's anything wrong with making money, but if you come to the, if you come to the scene with new information. But really, everything we know about health is pretty much ancestral. I mean, that's the thing. It's like we're actually trying to go back in time to learn about what we should eat today. And that's actually probably more along the lines of reality than somebody saying, oh, you just just drink juice. Like, how would you ever even do a juice fast a thousand years ago? There's not even a, a juice press, you know, like you don't have a freaking Vitamix. You don't like, even you need to go back a thousand that. years, right? Like you could go back three generations in a lot of yeah. these places, like in the, you know, the Scottish islands. I got I got a suggestion to you, man. You gotta get a copy of this book, uh, and all right, get yourself a copy of this book. Go go hang. Uh, does your mom have a, like a room that you could go hang out at for like a week? Could you go stay at your mom's house for like a week or so? I mean, I, I've, I've got my own flat, so yeah. Well, I'm saying like you probably like it'd be cool to have somebody who really loves you make you like meals <laughs> for a week or so and make you steaks. Like Drew said, like, Hey mom, can you make me a roast or can you make me, you know, make me a steak? Cause you haven't done it. And if you burn it, you might like, I don't know if you, if you burn your steak, you might eat it and say, Oh, it's not that good. Like, I don't know. And you, you might get back into the madness of it. If you got like some support from people who love you, make them so happy too. <laughs> right. Like if you tell your mom, Hey, I think maybe you were right. And, uh, I, I really want to get me like, that's out. she'd be like, You've been banging on about this stuff like for four years and trying to get this to go vegan. Scott, you're gonna feel better. Ask. I wanted better. to say, Scott, and I and I wish I could have said this before you just said four years because that kind of gives me an indication how long you've been vegan. But I was gonna say that most people fail four four and a half years is the magical vegan failure mark. We see everybody fail around four and a half years. It's it's almost like universal is when I would say everybody's problems start right around four years. Because at that point, I think that there's just some deep reserves that we can go into veganism with in our body. And it takes that long to just get all that stuff uh, sucked out of our body, however, one way or another. And then, you know, you do a juice fast, it probably accelerates the process or whatever. Some people last a little bit longer, sure. But they're, these people are generally 
uh, not any healthier when they're doing it. Yeah. You know, I just had a buddy who stopped at six years and he went vegan because of me. Like, imagine that I'm, I'm now out of veganism telling my friend who I got to go vegan. Like this guy's got a, a plant, a, a, the, the rich roll peace plants tattoo. He's got that on his wrist. And, and this guy's a, this guy's a chef. He was doing, um, meal prep service for people would only cook vegan food, of course. And then he didn't even tell me he was so ashamed of eating. This is how messed up it is. He was so ashamed of trying meat again. He didn't even tell me for two full weeks. Even I, though you, even though you wouldn't have guilt tripped him at all, you would have told him, dude, I'm, I'm stoked for you. This is so cool. What happened? What was the final straw? Oh, I saw this comment. It wasn't like, you're going to be like, oh, you're a murderer. You suck. You did it wrong. F you. But he still didn't want to tell you. That's insane. It's insane. I, I got him to go vegan. I told him to stop being a vegan. I've been, I've been poking at him for two years now, telling him, hey, I, 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 I kind of got it wrong. I got this wrong. And you have to face that fact to a ton of people who are going to, you know, most people will welcome you with open arms, of course. But there's going to be other people who are going to be like, well, I remember when you were vegan. You told me to go vegan. I'm not going to trust your health advice. And you say, fine, I don't care. I'm doing this for me anyways. So that's how you got to look at it. None of these people care about you, man. Like, and you're, you know who cares about you? Your family who's been telling you to stop doing this. Your friends who've been saying, <laughs> dude, shut up about this and eat a steak with me. They actually care about you. And they care about you so much, they let you be annoying as hell for four and a half years. Right? Seriously, dude. They let you be obnoxious as hell and they still love you. <laughs> yeah, Get yeah, this your, book. Your own. Get this book, dude. Your own results will be. Uh... You want to understand? Like, this is just a few generations back, right? Weston oh, A. Yeah. Price, <laughs> Nutrition and Physical Degeneration. From Weston A. Price. Get a copy of this book and read through this. Eat some steaks. Hang out with your mom. Apologize to your mom too. You know how much better you're going to feel when you do that? Like once you actually – once you sometimes just taking these little steps of like apologizing to the people that we might have annoyed for four years. Apologizing to the people that we may have – you know, the people who were right and that we realize they're right is really humbling and it feels good to humble ourselves. It feels way better. And then – you're going to have accountability from these people too. They're going to help you through it. There's nothing to feel guilty or ashamed about. Uh, you know, maybe later on you could uh, you could apologize to any of your friends that you convinced to go vegan. <laughs> you know, it's like, but there's you haven't done anything wrong, man. And uh, even like leaving veganism, some vegans feel bad. Oh, like I feel bad about telling other people to go vegan. Look, all those feelings can be healed. You know, you can uh, you can help a lot more people by being honest with yourself about what's going on. Look at Drew. Drew here is one of the most hated men in the vegan world on YouTube. This dude hasn't even made a video in like two years, and these people are still talking about him. Uh, like in the comment sections, they're like, "Oh, Drew, he's a gaslighting, terrible person." Michelle Lewis, they call Drew Morgan. He's a he's a terrible person. He's a gaslighter. They want a piece. <laughs> they hate him because he's right. And because he humbled himself and said, you know what? I was wrong. And look at him now, man. Drew's doing great. He's looking jacked. What are you, what, like 165 now? Where are you at? I'm put, getting there, yeah. Getting there. Yeah. I, 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 we'll, talk, we'll talk more about the specifics of that. That's kind of my, my newest path of, again, going back to not rewrite, rewriting the wheels. Like, or, sorry, reinventing the wheel. It's like you experiment with all this stuff. And I went down the carnivore route for, you know, 40 days. I went down eating mostly carnivore. I went down the route of eating two meals a day, experimenting with that, OMAD, all that stuff. And then, uh, you know, I've got some new conclusions to talk about with that. But I did want to touch on something real quick with our boy Scott here because he mentioned he had digestive issues. And uh, Tommy mentioned something that really triggered me uh, to remember this as well. So when Tommy went back to eating meat again, it's not just eating meat 
that's going to help you out. It's actually the negative, the negative traits associated with consuming all the plant foods. These actually aren't that good for you in terms of how your digestive health will react. Yep. Um, yep. So you can't just eat the same meal you've been eating and then add on like four ounces of beef and that's going to heal you. Yeah, that might get you back some of your deficiencies. That might help you with your brain fog and such. But your, your digestion, I can tell you right now, your digestion is mostly being destroyed by the plants themselves. Yeah, the medical medium who's telling you he's going to help you, he's throwing down a bunch of plant toxins down your gullet. He's telling you to do, yeah. uh, to do your green smoothies and all this. And these are full of nutrients, of anti-nutrients that block the absorption of things like heme iron, that block the absorption of calcium, and that can actually mess up your kidneys. So things like oxalates... Um, and don't forget the fiber, the yeah. massive abundance of fiber is, it's too much. It's way you too much. Fiber is the best thing in the world, but there's some people who completely reverse their negative, uh, you know, health issues through removal of fiber. So you, you got to be more objective in how your body actually responds to this. And again, quit listening to freaking, you know, the Skeletor, random Skeletors on YouTube who are trying to polish the glass house with your... With your story, right? These people don't care about you. They're trying to maintain their illusion, right? Mike the vegan, does he look like he's a healthy person that you want to listen to and uh, and follow what he's doing? Is he where you want to go? I mean, that's, you got to ask yourself, man. You want to look like Dr. Greger. You want to look like Drew Morg. And I'm not saying that like, oh, you just do what Drew Morg does. You're going to look like Drew Morg. But look, this dude, he's been through it. He understands what he's talking about. And, uh, you know, it's not just the lack of animal foods that you're dealing with. It's also the overabundance of plant toxins, things like oxalates. Um, uh, you've, you've, got, you've got a long journey that you're recovering from, and uh, you can recover a lot quicker if you cut out some of the BS and start focusing on fatty animal foods as the basis of your diet, right? Your body's craving raw cheese, raw milk. Your body's craving steaks. It's craving eggs. Is your body craving green smoothies anymore? No. Honestly, do you know what I hated having 32 ounces of celery and then, what is it, 32 ounces of lemon water, then 32 ounces of celery, and then a massive 32 ounces of heavy metal detox smoothie to have exactly half an hour space behind, like it turned me into a total control freak. And it's funny though, because you know when you're on the live streams with medical medium, I feel like there's something, for lack of a better term, demonic in his eyes. And I'll, I'll be constantly questioning, look, I've, I did it for six months. And he says that normally people, they'll do it for a few months and then they'll give up and not do it right. And I followed it religiously. And I'm like, look, man, I'm still having problems. And immediately it's like, oh, I can see there's some trolls in the, in the TV. If you question Ooh. it, you cast as a troll. Yeah, troll. And I think <laughs> wow, man. No, I'm not. Sorry, keep going. I want to I hear more about the, uh, what you see there going on with the medical medium. Yeah, no, I, that, that, that was it. Basically, just if you even like, I think there's nothing wrong with having a pose and opinion if you're respectful. If, if you're derogative and you're talking down to someone, then get lost. But if you've got, if you're respectful and you've got a different opinion, then who was it? Was it uh, Dr. Penberry who says that, um, oh, he said something really good. Um, he said, um, if I'm wrong, um, that's great because what can I learn from that? And if I'm right, I'm right. So either way, I'll win. A vegan will never say that, by the way. They will never say that. Yeah. They will never say that. They, I, I've asked this question to a million different vegans. How many people on the planet are you willing to admit cannot do veganism? They will never admit to even a single person on this planet would do better on animal foods. What does that tell you right there? That doesn't, 
like think about this we live on a planet where you could be a siamese twin you could have be born with no eyes no legs yet they they are so ignorant and arrogant to say that not a single person on the planet would maybe do better on animal foods than plant foods they will never ever admit that you just did it wrong you did it wrong entire theory they'll never let go of the narrative we got vegan phobic here what's up man bevan how you doing bro you're muted let me see hey we can't hear you man vegan phobic we got drew morgue we got vegan phobic we had tommy kelly this has already been going three hours i should have just started can you hear me? there we go what's up man can you hear me yeah turn it maybe get a little further from the mic because you're louder than all of us can you hear me now yeah man good to see you <clears throat> yeah i was just thinking about your your or what you're sharing right now and really the identity of veganism and how it holds cap really holds you captivity you know in captivity and it can take a while it took me like a month of just thinking about because really you're trying to undo this idea that you're murdering your murderer right because people equate the life of an animal to to human beings and you're trying to ask yourself like who am i because once you start getting out of the vegan ideology you can feel like you're losing a sense of self and a sense, you know a sense of your identity because especially if you built yourself up on this, these ideals for so many years it can be really difficult and i could really see people having uh maybe tears come to their eyes or having like an emotional breakdown when they let go of that because you lose something that you really put and invested a lot of your energy into uh maybe you've even come to love and Unfortunately, right now it seems that you're unhappy, which I mean, I'm not really one to tell anybody how to live. You can do whatever you want to do at the end of the day, but if you're not happy, then that already tells you that there's a problem and you have to figure out why you're not happy with something and think like, well, what is going to be the solution? Uh unfortunately, we all went into veganism and it, I mean, it starts off nice and it's great, but for some reason it's like unsuspecting victims who have the greatest intentions that get trapped in this and at the end of the day for some reason they have a zero sum zero sum you can't eat any animal products whatsoever not even a sliver you know or else you feel a sense of sadness at times or a sense of i i i'm screwing something up uh and you have to be completely obsessed with that you know those ideals but I'm not going to tell you how to live. I can only tell you that I understand where you're coming from when you said that you were trying to, you know, kind of undo the brainwashing of veganism and it can take a while uh, to really get yourself there. Although if you're eating eggs now, at least you're at a certain point where, you know, you can free your mind of those of those really of the slavery. I think being phobic, uh, eat, being vegan works so good in the beginning. Uh, I felt so amazing. What what's up with that? How come I felt so good? Right. Yeah, and I mean if I had an, uh, a good explanation for things, I feel like there's a couple things. One, there's a mindset when you feel like you're supposed to be feeling good because I've also noticed too there's certain people who start exercising, they start doing a couple of things that change their really a lifestyle change. Uh maybe they stop eating processed foods and um once they feel better, they feel like, "Well, I need to do this for the rest of my life." But that doesn't mean you have to do it for the rest of your life. It's okay to change your diet. I mean, even if someone does a carnivore diet, even if someone does a um an omnivorous diet, there's four seasons in a year. 
to say that you have to only do one specific diet. I mean, I don't think that's rational to live 60 years on one specific diet. I don't think anyone does that. So, but people, I mean, I did the vegan diet for just over seven years. And for the longest time, I said I felt well. And the thing is, is once you convince yourself that the vegan diet is perfect, even when you have an issue, you can't comprehend that it's the vegan diet. It doesn't make sense. Why would it ever be the diet? Oh, I'm, I'm having this brain fogginess, but it can't be the vegan diet. When I had that same exact symptom, I kid you not, this is what I told myself. It's because I'm not in college anymore because I graduated and the job that I do is pretty repetitive. And so I remember signing up for the community college again, thinking my, I feel something, something's not quite right there, you know? And when you lose that sense, when you start losing your brain, what are you going to do about that? <laughs> like, you know, and once you start getting it back, there's uh, an appreciation that you have. And although they say that this is needless pleasure to consume animal products, when someone has an experience that brings tears to their eyes, I don't see how that's needless. Something that they feel such a profound appreciation for that, you know, they're regaining their health. There's no way that's needless pleasure. Now, um, I don't want to over talk if you guys have anything to add, but those are experiences that people have and it's not something that should just be written off. Um, even the other day I had this something my wife made, just chicken. I love chicken fat juice and rice that says, and when I ate it, I felt so satisfied and so happy. And I, it's like, and it sounds stupid because like, I'm not going to sit there and cry about the meal, but you appreciate it and you're happy. It's joy, you know, and those things are meaningful. That's what your life is about. Having some, some sort of meaning in it. I call it the eye roll effect. When you have a bite of food, so good where your eye, you kind of close your eyes a little bit and like roll them back. You're like, oh, that was, that was good. You ne you never get that on a vegan diet no, ever. Exactly. You never no, have yeah. that feeling. There's yeah, no I, juice in the world that's going to make you feel like that. Yeah. You eat a big you know, bite though that's wow. got a crust on the outside. Well, in the you veganism, know, you, you eat some nasty stuff and you get more like a, I just drink poison face, but it's healthy. So uh, <laughs> let me just ignore it. I remember I was drinking this juice at the gym before because I was so vegan. You know, everyone needs to know about it. And I had this cilantro juice with ice and water. And I would tell myself so many like this is my elixir. Like this is going to like I would tell myself lies about food that don't even exist yeah. on how much benefit this is going to give me. To literally because, brainwash yourself into pretending that these are good for you. And then you have to brainwash yourself and it's pretending you don't want to vomit when you eat them. But you don't mm -hmm. have to do that with steaks. You don't have to do that with eggs. You don't have to do that with cheese. You don't have to do that with raw milk. Right? It's the exact opposite. I think, I think one of the reasons why so many people think they feel so much better, they think that everything is improving when they go vegan. I think what happens, what is Ari doing? Ariana's looking very concerned. She's running down the hill. Okay, they're okay. <laughs> um, I think what happens is um, people aren't used to exerting their will. People aren't used to doing things. People aren't used to making changes in their life. They convince themselves that veganism is right. Somebody, you know, uh, they get V-pilled. And they, they actually make changes in their life, right? Like people have been addicted to things like what uh, porn, fucking smoking, uh, drugs, pills their whole life. They never make changes. They stay in the same habits that they've been in since they're little kids. They're doing the same shit every day, spending their days doing the same thing since they were in high school. Then they change something that's really elemental and basic about their life, their diet, right? Like there's a lot of emotion wrapped up in food. They make that change and it's a dopamine rush. They're taking control of their habits to a certain extent and they're – they're 
they're exerting their will. They're exerting their strength. And they get that dopamine feedback. And it feels good. It feels good no matter what diet people do. The first time people go on a specific diet, they make a change, they go through a honeymoon phase. Whether that be keto or a carnivore diet or a vegan diet, there's the honeymoon phase where everything is seen through this like rose-colored lens of, oh, this is so awesome. I feel so good. They're rewiring their brain and they feel better. But that wears off. And I think what a lot of people are dealing with is just the dopamine rush of making changes in their life when they go vegan. And it really has little to do with nutrition and diet. That's, that's a know, I, think, I think that extends to some people's physical performance too because when people have a sense of feeling like they need to prove something and when they're passionate about it, because I know there's a lot of vegans who will say that their form of advocacy mm-hmm. is to try to be in physical shape. Although I don't believe that being the physical appearance of somebody necessarily determines, well, that's the nutritional adequacy, you know, but people will get in shape because they're so determined. They're so driven because this is for the animals or what have you. They're passionate about it. And your passion can take you, you know, it can take you far. And I think that happens to people with the vegan diet and performance as well. Yeah. They got a chip on the shoulder too, right? It's like, I got something to prove. So they're going to put that much more energy into it. Like I'm doing this for the animals. I'm doing this for the animals. It's like, no, you're not. You're trying to convince yourself, but that's fine too. Look like you're jacked now. You look great. Oh, you don't need to eat meat to be jacked. Okay, cool. We still don't care. <laughs> like we right. still, but we those still, are the people who will like the people who are after performance, they're, they're already as a default, more objective in terms of their results. Right. Cause they're like, they're after some, they're after an actual result They're they're performance oriented. So those people will fall out of veganism a lot more easily than the people who are just trying to be good people. And I feel like those people struggle way worse. And like, I've even had friends who are interested and they would have dabbled in the eggs and stuff. They, or they did dabble in the eggs and stuff like that. They wanted to actually leave, but they were asking me questions like, uh, how do you deal with taking on the emotional pain of the animal that you consume? <laughs> and I, I did not have an answer for that because I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. I, that, I'm not uh, making light of that. I'm not, I'm not making fun of that. I'm just saying like, that's not something I can I'm making fun of that. <laughs> I know. We can do that offline. But, but, but to be respectful, people come to things from a different spiritual perspective. I didn't have a spiritual perspective surrounding my diet. You know, I wanted performance. I wanted health. And if, I, if it didn't give that to me, I was out. Yeah. It's well, they, they deluded themselves that. into thinking that, you know, they, they hyped themselves up and they, they used NLP tactics to program themselves into feeling guilty and ashamed anytime they even thought about eating meat. Uh, and Stoyan, we got, we got Stoyan in the chat. Let's see if his mic's working better today. How's it going, man? You, you got to unmute yourself. Let me see. Ask to unmute. I ask. I clicked the button. Yeah, can you hear me, guys? Yeah, man, get a little bit further from the mic because you're you, you're a little louder than us. All right. Cool. So yeah, I mean, I'm happy I have an actual mic today because last time was a bit hard. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say something to Scott re- really quickly uh, because actually I followed the same protocol than the medical medium in the past. Um, I had, you know, I was never a vegan, but I had some uh, some little issues, some uh, gut issues. And uh, basically, I, I found this guy, and uh, and I just wanted to give you my testimony real quick because I really completely fall into the trap. I did all the juices, the the clean, the cleansing, um, uh, celery bullshit thing, the you know all the all the all the different um, supplements that he asks you to buy because there's a big business behind this guy. Basically, I have my notes right here because I rem- I took all these notes back in the, in these years. 
silver hydrosol, cat's claw, vitamin B12, licorice yeah. root, lemon balm. All same all list. Bullshit, all the same all list. <laughs> I've got a ghost over there with all the, the benefits and how they tackle all these different viruses because he says that Crohn's disease um, is what strepto- caused by streptococcus and whatever. Okay. And see, this is the trick because everybody has one of these things, like your Epstein-Barr virus, uh, yeah. lupus, whatever. And that's that's how he gets you because then you identify your disease with his protocol, you apply it, and then there is something in life that's called human hope that pushes you to believe this bullshit and you do it week after week after week thinking it's going to change. And let me tell you what happened to me. One day, I woke up. I had the celery green disgusting thing and I was like, okay, I'm done with this. And I, I started to go back. I didn't go like carnivore because some people, you know, that's the problem. Some people are going to tell you, oh, you got you to gotta eat some ribeye every day. No, no. <laughs> what you need to do is just introduce some meat. Have some good like digestible source of carbs like rice, for example. White rice is good. Gives you energy. It's easy digestible. You eat some lamb, some red steak, some eggs, some fish, and you're good. And you're going to reclaim your health. That's, how, that's what happened to me. And I, I just want to add something else. I, uh, I took all these things, like the, the monolaurin, the elderberry, the red clover. I was buying these wild blueberries and all this bullshit. It doesn't work. It's just he wants you to buy. And, and by the way, he gives you the companies. He doesn't tell you just buy this to anyone. He God. tells you affiliates. I want you to buy from Affiliate the exact links. same company. He has an Amazon list. He's like, yes. yeah, buy the five MTHF from this dude and this dude. So he makes money on every list. single supplement that they're selling you. Exactly. And your confusion makes him more money because you got to keep coming back. And it's so simple, yeah. man. Eat yourself real you know, foods. That's a, that's Eat a real funny foods. idea. <laughs> I was just looking at that uh, fully raw Christina video the other day. And, you know, they have these vegan bundles and they have books to sell you. Every vegan has a book to sell you. And they have programs they can sell you. All of these ideas on how you're going to learn how to finally get it right. You're finally going to learn how to do it right and get it, get it down. But you're chasing uh, something that doesn't exist. And you can spend tons of money learning how much do I need to learn in order to do this diet. All I want to do is just live a normal life as a raise my family, go to work. How much do I need to learn just to live, you know? And the amount of money that unfortunately is coming through veganism is to a point where some of these people, which uh, let's say even like Vegan Gains Channel, he says he makes $10,000 a month from YouTube and then thousands of dollars a month from other things. But how much money do they give back to the actual people who are following the, the, uh, the veganism? Like when do they actually give back to the community? You know? for the animals. He and, made, you think he's making 10000 a month? That sounds high for that. That's no, what he said on a video before. He's, they're making easy 250K a year. I'm calling it now. 250K. And at some point, these people won't leave out of veganism in a certain way because it's their career. These are career vegans. A lot of these people are making a career out of it. You know? I think that's important to... They're to making a career out of making you more sick and confused. And the more sick and confused you are, the more sick and confused you are, the more money they're going to fleece from you. If you, meant, if you built your base as a vegan influencer and you leave it, you will you will lose everything yep. pretty much. Look that, at John Venus. John Venus left veganism and he had to go back because he had no income. That's how you do the diet right. All this time we were looking for this and that. The way you do veganism right is Trans- to make veganism, sure you make some money. Yep. Make, sure, make sure you make a, a whole lot of money and then you know you're doing it right. That's, that's how. Right. That's, that's the number one method. You be trans-vegan like so, John. 
support Vivo Live, become a Vivo Live sponsor. The only people on the planet who are making any gains. So, and I, I did a, like a compilation of this. You can see themes in vegan videos, which you can see more when you've been in veganism. But the same pattern of all these people being promoted by Vivo Life protein supplements, they're saying, oh, the uh, meat and dairy industry is promoting X, Y, and Z. Who are these industries who are promoting these vegan YouTubers? Where is this money coming from? And why are they all promoted by companies? It's a big agency marketing gimmick. That's what it is. And you can either make money on it or lose money from it. So Ben Bickman, he's a a very famous, highly accredited um, low-carb dude. He teaches for Brigham Young in Utah. He's, you know, appealed to authority, but he knows what he's talking about. Anyways, he said he was trying to develop a protein powder to sell under his own brand, but he wanted to make one that was obviously animal-based because he believes in uh, animal-based nutrition. And so he's like, when we were shopping for protein powders, he goes, you wouldn't believe how much cheaper it was to make plant-based protein powders. And you know, they don't sell for cheaper when you buy them on the shelves. Plant-based protein powders go for a premium over the yeah. animal-based protein they're powders. They're dirt cheap, so high markup. They're double dipping. They're dirt cheap, high markup foods. And all those powders, you're talking about, oh, the, you know, the medical medium is telling me I got heavy metal poisoning. I got to get the heavy metals out. Yeah, guess how all those powders are processed. Yeah, guess how much lead contamination there is and all the raw ingredients they're using. If you were just to focus on real foods, like our buddy Stoyan said, fish, eggs, steaks, have some white rice, have some easily digested carb sources, get some honey in there, get some raw milk, eat the cheese. You're going to feel better. You're going to stop bloating all the time. You're going to stop bleeding from your ass, and you're not going to be confused anymore. Something that Drew said that is really right. He said that uh, we know the secrets already to good health. It's ancestral. And uh, each culture developed uh, some kind of, of optimal diet and you see this all around the world. It's always been animal foods that have been the staple of our diets. And uh, if you don't have enough animal fats, for example, which is exactly, by the way, what he says, uh, Anthony William, he tells you basically, don't eat too much fat. You only have to load up on carbs. Don't eat eggs. Don't eat dairy. Uh, don't eat gluten. Okay, let's say gluten is a good one, but that's the only thing. He, he tells you to just eat sweet potato and, and, and let your body eat itself. And when you look at the guy, I'm sorry, but he doesn't really look very healthy. Like, I think every year his eyes are getting closer. You know, it's, it's scary. And you see that the and eyes start to get sucked in. That's their brains traveling. eating themselves. Sorry, sorry. Their brains are getting eaten. Your, your central nervous system is shrinking. That's why the eyes get so sunken. That's why the eyes get sunken. They get the dark bags under their eyes. It happens to all of them long term. And I keep putting this book up. Uh, anybody in the audience, if you're interested in learning about this, I think this is the most important work on nutrition uh, that's ever been done. And this is a, uh, a very important work, Nutrition and Physical Degeneration by Weston A. Price. This book is crucial for understanding what we should be eating to maintain health, right? And that's local animal foods are the basis of the diet of every healthy culture that was observed by Weston A. Price when he was traveling uh, pre-World War II, uh, before the industrialized model of food was exported to a lot of these cultures and their health was destroyed. And he was able to document the difference between 
in, in families, like was a single family when one of the children was eating imported foods because they were working at the post office and they were eating the jams and all the grains that were imported. And then the other child, the other sibling, they even had twin studies in here too. The other sibling was eating their local produced animal foods. They always had superior health. They didn't have tuberculosis. Uh, they had perfect development of the jaw. The women had wide hips and gave birth easily and didn't have lots of pain and uh, difficulties delivering their children. They all focused on animal fats and a lot of them ate carbohydrates, but they were locally produced carbs. They weren't eating, you know, nothing but they weren't mono eating uh, celery juice all day. They definitely weren't, uh, you know, importing blueberries from Canada to these people living in the uh, in, in the Hebrides Islands. Right, I mean, they have specific examples of different cultures eating their locally produced animal foods, all with superb health. None of them had. A lot of them didn't even in the, the Swiss populations where they were living off of mostly dairy and uh, some stews and stuff. They would do some greens and they would uh, do a lot of broths and raw cheese. They didn't even have policemen. They didn't have hospitals. They didn't need these things. Right. So these are healthy populations. Teeth, right. And most of them didn't brush their teeth either. Right, so all these vegans, their teeth are falling apart, and they think it's oh, it's just like my my dental hygiene and stuff. No, nutrition plays a big role in that as well. So definitely check that book out if you're a, a, a current vegan, uh, which, you know, or if you if you think maybe you might leave veganism, or if you think you'll never leave veganism, read that book. Right, prove Dr. Weston A. Price wrong if you want to, but it's an important work uh, in uh, history and anthropology and in diet. So uh, let me, I got a couple super chats here to read. Uh, I've got to remind the audience, this we, we got no big sponsors here. We get zero sponsors at all. We're sponsored 100% by the viewers. If you guys like these streams, we encourage you to share them. YouTube will not be sharing them. YouTube will not show them on your homepage. Make sure you're subscribed, but uh, YouTube might unsubscribe you. So share these videos on your social media. Share them with your friends and families. And if you, uh, if you feel so inclined, please support the work we do here via the link, the Streamlabs link in the description. We got Hot for Health. Donates five bucks through Super Chat. Says, thank you for keeping up the good fight, Tristan. Thank you, Hoffer Health. Uh, that was an hour ago. Sorry it took so long to get to that. 39 minutes ago, another one from Hoffer Health. Another five bucks through Super Chat. Says, uh, please tell him to check out GF videos. Uh, so Garland Farms. Uh, and know he's absolutely doing less overall harm by eating well-sourced animal foods. So yeah, Garland Farms. Shout out to Garland Farms. Check out JD Garland's channel over there. Garland Farms. For some really interesting videos that will uh, throw major shade at the BS ethical claims of veganism about the so-called animal holocaust. Which, uh, spoiler alert, you vegans are holocausting far more animals than people who are eating like myself. So, um, yeah, and not hey, to... Tristan, go ahead. Not, not to virtue signal dies. either. I don't think that I'm like better you because I kill less animals. I'm just saying by your way. metrics, right? One, one more. Diamond Tuesday donated 684. Epic stream. Thank you for all you do. Hey, Drew, what you been up to? All right. And then Drew, <laughs> that's a question for you, man. How you doing? Uh, I've been I've been hiding all year. 2020 was a weird year. I didn't do anything for like six, maybe eight months. Just completely zero activity no workouts. Uh, and then I was like, this is, this is terrible. I was just like eating at home, super basic home cooked meals. And I actually kind of got sick one day. I got like some weird stomach, uh, thing where I had kind of diarrhea for like two days. It was super weird. And, uh, this was when COVID was totally kicking off and everything. So, uh, once that passed, I was like, you know what, I'm getting back to eating the way that I want. And ever since then I have been seeing nothing but just phenomenal improvements. This has been since like October 
Um, I actually did a live stream last weekend. I'll, I might jump on today and do one later, but this is this is Tristan's show, so we're gonna keep it respectful to these Drew guys. Moore. By the way, vegan phobic, I'm a huge fan. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, we got Drew Moore. We got vegan phobic. Uh, we've got Stoy out here, and we've got uh, Scott as well, and uh, we've been talking about veganism. It's been, man, I've been streaming for way too long. It's been four hours. Thank you guys for supporting in the uh, in the chat. If you guys want us to keep going, keep them Streamlabs coming. We got no sponsors. We got no uh, we got no products to shill for. So if you like these shows, please uh, please do support because uh, yeah, I think I think I might start I might have to start wrapping this up because it's been a uh, it's been a four hour stream and ain't nobody gonna watch a four hour stream. Uh, on the I did have one question though. That the heavy metals thing isn't uh, isn't silver a heavy metal? Like the guy's having you drink silver and and then that's his part of his protocols to get rid of heavy metals. How does that work out? How does drinking metal, liquid metal, help you? He has a theory. He's basically saying that if you take certain ingredients, they're gonna take the metal out of your body ah. and you're gonna poop them. So basically, you have to eat some. If I remember correctly. Cilantro is a key ingredient for that because cilantro binds to mercury or some kind of bullshit. And uh, yeah, silver hydrosol. Silver hydrosol. You need to get silver hydrosol in your body. And I don't know exactly what it is, but it seems to me that there's some kind of actual silver in it. So yeah, more metals in your body. They have, uh, I did a video a while ago on mucoid plaques, which I didn't know anything about this when I was vegan, but people were drinking a bentonite clay. And basically what, long story short, people drink a, concoction of bentonite clay something and some other crap psyllium husk and bentonite clay together right right and they take these stools that are just unbelievably really it's just the product but it makes the person believe that they're detoxing um something out of their body and it's like the gut the mucoid plaque on the gut on the uh, intestinal and colon lining yeah but they're just shitting out out clay mixed with fiber (laughs) and they think that right and they 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 believe that it's going to help you absorb more nutrition and the reason why you're not absorbing nutrition is because you're you're all clogged up with plaque you know and it's just another thing where you're chasing this invisible imaginary idea that doesn't even exist you're looking for solutions to problems you know say again Riding uh, John Rose calls it the serpent. To, you're, you're trying to get yep. out the serpent out of your right. body. Chasing the dragon, right. right? That's the thing. It's like with the vegan detox, you're chasing the dragon. And you want to see the result of this, Look what Matt, go to Matt Monarch's Instagram and check out his stories regularly. Every month or so, he's talking about how he's you know in and out of the hospital for the ulcerative colitis that he gave himself with his raw vegan diet. He was doing it for 15 years stubbornly. The dude's mental and physical health are completely thrashed. Um, and this, this is what happened. So thankfully, you know, thank God Scott didn't get to that stage. You know, you, you saw your way out of it. Um, I'm super excited for you, man. How did you even, how did you find this channel? Like, how'd you end up here calling in on this? Um, actually I was on Telegram and talking about, um, another interesting subject that's going on at the moment. And, um, I was just kind of mentioning how I was having some health problems and, yeah, there was this guy who followed yourself and Dr. Ken Berry, and he's like, look, just keep an open mind, just try this. Um, he was saying that, that, that veganism was part of this Agenda 21 thing, and I was like, and then I looked into it, and yeah, two or three weeks later, here I am. But I have, I have noticed, um, like last week, uh, before I started eating eggs, I would, I would, it was like my body was screaming as, because um, I, had, I had like maybe a, a vegan Thai curry, and then I would have some chips or fries, 
Um, and then um, I had like some food later on and I was still not satiated. And it's like when I had them eggs for the first time, it was just like, <sighs> like I just felt so satiated. <laughs> when you have a we steak, all, we all know exactly what that huh feeling is. We all know exactly what you're talking about. Dude, fasted for yeah, four like and a half get days, dude. Back. Get that I wonder how much suffering you're supposed to do before it's okay to quit, you know? Because if you're not feeling sati- satiated, just on the whole idea of the unnecessary pleasure, because, you know, that's what meat, that's all meat is. Meat is only unnecessary pleasure. To feel, to, to not be able to feel satiated, that is torture. That's living every life miserably, you know? Well, vegans, so, if you ask them, like, there's no, there's no pleasure that's even necessary. Like, what do you, how do you define what's necessary or unnecessary as a vegan? None of them have an answer for this unnecessary suffering well is there a such thing as necessary suffering i guess scott's suffering is necessary apparently to save the animals who are suffering unnecessarily so i, I mean there, there's it's so arbitrary like what what is necessary and not necessary and who decides that well i guess the vegans of course you know they get to subjectively decide that by whatever they feel and that's how they justify it which is absolute nonsense Right, and it goes under the assumption that a world that is completely void of any possibility of harm is a better world. And it's like there's certain values or a value that you can give to your, you know, to well-being if you couldn't even comprehend that if there was no such thing as suffering, you know? And so as it's kind of like a yin-yang where it's you like you have to have one thing to have the other. And so it is in and of itself necessary because without it even existing, you couldn't comprehend it. It wouldn't just, I don't know what kind of world we would live in. It wouldn't make any sense. It's, it's just unreal. It doesn't exist. You know? It's like trying to imagine a color that you've never seen before. Just, I don't know. I can't. What do you make of it? You know, you know what's you know unnecessary what suffering? suffering? Watching Mike the Vegan. You know what's unnecessary suffering? Listening to Vegan Gain say, hey, everyone. Oh, hey, everyone. Go ahead and subscribe to my wife's OnlyFans. I've got pictures of my bum hole on there as well. Um, if you can just go ahead and keep uh, keep funding my lifestyle uh, so I can uh, so I keep saving the animals with jerking off on OnlyFans, that would just be great, everyone, okay? That's unnecessary suffering, right? Unnecessary suffering is all of us having to deal with friends and family who are insufferable when they get brainwashed by these vegan idiots, right? Like, all, uh, unnecessary suffering is what poor Scott's mom had to deal with for the last four years right like watching her son suffer unnecessarily while she just wants him to be well so um yeah let's let's wrap this up because my my eyes are hurting from the the screen i'm causing unnecessary suffering from my eyes so hey scott man reach out like let me uh can you please scott do me a favor email me um tristan at primaledgehealth.com and i'll we want to sponsor you and get you in our private forum and we got weekly coaching calls in there and uh you know tommy kelly's up in there shout out to tommy i know you're gonna be talking to tommy soon as well but man i i think i don't know it's not you're 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 doing well man you're well on your way to getting a lot better and um please email me we'll get you on the forum and we'll we'll sponsor you in there um, you guys make sure to check out. We got Drew Morg here up in the chat. Drew Morg is promising to uh, to do some more streams. He's wet his whistle with uh, with this one, and he's uh, he he's feeling it. He's feeling it, so he wants to do I'm some more streams. It. So Drew Morg, he's Drew Morg on YouTube. We got Vegan Phobic, one of my favorite channels on YouTube. Bevan over at Vegan Phobic. Uh, when's the boxing match with Vegan Gains? All right, uh, in twenty twenty, never. When he never existing because that, you know, his expectation of 
when he's ready to train is when the vaccine comes out and it's always going to be postponed. So, you know. <laughs> he can't train. His knee hurts. He's, uh, yeah. I have no, I have no training experience. And why, why do I have to be good at boxing now? Why can't I just wait until later? I have to do it now. And it's like, you know what? Boxing's, I'm not even going to go down. But boxing's a whole nother world. It's not weightlifting, you know? But anyways, I'm going to get off. But I just want to say, um, thank you for letting me be on, uh, Think about, you'll realize when you do quit, how happy people are for you. And those people who actually care, those people who I have at, I see at work, someone ordered chicken the other day and I ate something. He looked at me and he didn't, he was like, you're eating meat again? And the smile on his face, you see that they're joyful. And you know, people will take you out to eat. Now, on the other hand, there's going to be a lot of people who are very negative towards you. And you can just let that speak for itself, you know, on who really actually cares about you as an individual you know not about oh well you're eating this you're following my ideology who cares about you you know well said i gotta say it was it was classic watching vegan gains watching you hit the bag (laughs) vegan gains watching bevan hit the bag and realizing oh shit i have zero athletic ability at all and this guy could legitimately throw his hands um, I like I like seeing that. So yeah, vegan phobic right here. Thanks a lot for the advice for for Scott. Thanks for thanks for hanging out, man. You're always welcome to call in. Right, take care. You guys yeah, have dude. a good day. Take it easy, Bye. man. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, right, Stoyan, thanks a lot thanks for calling for in, advice. man. I think that was uh, that was really good timing. And uh, yeah, man. I know I don't think you have like a, a YouTube channel or anything, do you? And no. I actually did have a channel, but I took it down because it would be good to kind of show that and yeah, so I'm going to have a go at that. Cool, man. Yeah. So, sorry. I was, I, I cut out for a second. I was, I, uh, Stoyan as well, man. Hey, thanks for calling in. Just want to give you a, give you a big thumbs up, man. I appreciate the advice. Yeah. You gave thank me. you very much. Thank you very much. And also I just wanted to tell Scott, don't be afraid to, uh, you know, to go back into simplicity, cook some food, some, you know, some, some, some animal foods and go slowly. You don't have to go crazy. And uh, also remember, we've been through this. Uh, we're all trans vegans, so we know exactly how it is, and uh, we also know how bad it is when you, you know, when you got duped by some uh, medical medium. You always feel a bit stupid, but you know that's how it is. And uh, move on, and uh, that's it. Thank you very much, Tristan. Yeah, thanks, See you guys. thanks for calling in, man. All right, so wait, where'd it go? Scott. You can kick me off, or I can uh, I can see myself out. No, no cool. worries. We got, Let me know what you want to do. Drew Borg. Oh, Scott. Scott just. Oh, we lost out. Scott. We lost the most. Yeah, I was trying to. Scott's out. I was asking Stoyan if he had a YouTube channel, and then Scott thought I was talking to him. So that was yeah. It, it's all good. If Scott wants to come okay. back and and sign out, but where can people find you, Drew? They can find me on my channel, Drew Borg. This is no self-promotion. I just wanted to hop on. I had a fresh cup of coffee here. I wanted to get some screen time with you guys. Drew Drew made me pay him per minute that he appeared here. Uh, He billed me. me, uh, He's already sent me the bill via email and DM like five (laughs) times. He's like, dude, time is money. So I'm I'm paying Drew by the minute here. (laughs) 
Drew's a yeah, good dude. Exactly. I, I appreciate you coming on, man. And uh, you got to call in more often, bro. I will. We'll Thanks, the, uh, dude. Yeah, man. I'll catch you guys later. See ya, Primal Edge Health Stream. Check we it. all started here as vegans. We hated this guy, and then we loved him. Peace. <laughs> Much love. We love Drew Bork. Later, brother. Good seeing you, as always, man. Uh, I, w- I wish Scott was... All right, Scott's, Scott's out. All right. Scott, I wasn't trying to kick you, man, but it was really good chatting with you. And uh, I'm, I'm happy for your mom. I'm happy for your family. I'm happy for you, Scott. It's been a long stream, like four hours. Thank you guys for supporting the ones who've been supporting via the Streamlabs. Uh, there's a Streamlabs link in the uh, in the description for those of you who do enjoy the stream. You guys, share it, like it, do all those things, and uh, we'll see you next time. Have a good one, everybody.